This is true buzz That Mary Jane Now we ain't new to this For my stoners And for my cannabis enthusiasts Never heard a show as good as this uh, Number one, it's the best Bringing in many special guests In the industry of cannabis Business owners to growers Even artists you know of So sit back and just roll up Perfect show for my smokers True buzz Hey. And a huge shout out to Freeze Pipe, my favorite bong hit of all time. The coldest hits and the smoothest rips is what they're known for. And I truly love my bong duel. I got to get some other ones as well. And really, you know, from the silicon coils to cooling it down to the percolators to everything they're doing, I really love Freeze Pipe. And if you want to grab anything off their site, be sure to use code TRUEBUDSTV to grab 10% off. And you know you're helping me out, put some more money into this channel, make some more shit. Fresh haircut, champagne. Oh, we doing oh, yeah, it. Yeah, we lit. <laughs> we lit. We doing it. It was good. It's just, <laughs> I literally just been running around all day like crazy, so it's just nice to fucking sit down and chill, you feel me? Oh, yeah. It's good to have you here, my friend. Hell Let's bring yeah. it in for a cheers before we, again, before we kick it hey, off here. Let's do it. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Welcome to the True Buds Show podcast, my friends. We about to kick it good today. We got Pofsky, Charlie Stardom posting up, and we're going to do it right. We're going to start off with a little song by Pofsky, Light It Up. Did I get that right? I'm second guessing myself, man. I was pumping it earlier. Yes, Light sir. Light It Up. Light It Up featuring Derek King, Kyle Banks, produced by Luigi the Wizard, man. Big record. Okay, what, what's going on with my Bluetooth? Hold on, we're, we're going to get it fixed real quick. Just bear with me. I must have went out when I went out. You mean like go away? Like yeah, when I went outside, it like fucked it up. Well, I'll start it from the rip. It's just, I don't know what's going on. Oh, there we go. Okay. My phone has been tweaking like that too lately, I swear. Like I just got a new phone, but it's oh, been, yeah. These exactly, iPhones. Man. Yeah, they got like a mind of their own and shit. As soon as the new update come, all this shit should start fucking up. Right. They're fucking with us. Crazy. Fuck him. Right. But we'll do a take two. Right. Let's we'll do bring it. In the third cheers. 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 Welcome to the True Bud Show podcast, my friends. We got Pofsky, Charlie Stardom in the building. And mm-hmm. we're going to start this one off right. We're going to play a little Light It Up by Pofsky. Mm-hmm. And who else is on this one? Yeah, so we got Derek King from the Bay Area. We got Kyle Banks from L.A. down here. And then it's produced by Luigi the Wizard, man. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So we'll rock out to this little two-minute little jam and hop in.
From a lane, you ain't poppin', she want the night out Poppies on the Wednesday, you know we got the toys out G-Lee, bitch ain't no racing, this an AMG Bloody seats, I try to tell him what it was, now they gotta see I gave you everything you wanted, girl, don't lie to me Don't you lie to me, no, no, whoa, whoa Cover band that city on that Lolo Bitch, I light it up on my mama, let it go-go And you know, you can get the vibe if you pull up Time to hit the kid late nights, give you good luck You can tell your friends it's cool, I don't care about it Man, I ain't gotta tell you how I feel about it Kept it on the low, but they gon' head back. You know I like it up, like it up. Gon' like this bitch up. Two shots at the end. I don't need no cup. And you know who it is. I ain't gotta say none. Say she got a nigga at home, but she already gon' give a fuck. Cause I like this bitch up. I like this bitch up. Light it up, man. Um, you know, usually we'd have a little something fatter rolled. Um, like I told you, I ran into some issues, but we got the cannabis oh, shots here. Yo, this That's the one. No, yeah. um, but yeah, man, it's good to see you, bro. It's great to see you, man. It's good to see you outside of like a work environment too and shit. For real, huh? And so yeah, it's it's been a minute. We've been talking about it since we first met. I know we like we're kicking it and like just it's fun to talk to you, man. And I just want to know. I know you had some dope shows going on. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about cannabis. We'll see how it works in. But I know there's a couple shows I wanted to hit. So kind of what's been going on in your world, bro, and um, with your shows. And with that, too, like, do you smoke during your show? Do you like smoking before? Like, what's your style and how does, like, weed incorporate into your art? So in terms of my art, like, weed is definitely a big part of it. But, like, before shows, not really because, like, obviously it can just make you a little more in your head and that kind of thing so i really prefer to just be like as on point as i can for my shows you know um not to say that i haven't smoked before some of them you know i feel you but yeah typically i like to maybe have like a drink like an alcoholic beverage before i perform one or two nothing too crazy like i've definitely drank too much before some shows and learned that lesson you know um so it's definitely like a part of my creative process in terms of the studio for sure you know when we're in the studio we're definitely big smoking every time you know um you know right after the show i'm definitely blowing it down right after i get off that stage so but we've been having some big shows i mean you know being the magazine owner it's like we're doing a lot with the magazine we're doing a lot myself and then everything in between so let's talk about the magazine for a second because i thought that was super dope yeah um when we first started talking because um first of all you know it's just magazines cool i know you're doing the digital aspect as well but i saw 
I haven't held one in my hand, but I was, you know, following you on IG. Mine got deleted recently, by the way, too, which is another Damn. story. Um, that. But that's dope that you do that. So, and like, and I was, you're um, with your, I'm just pissed I missed the events, man. So what, what, I guess, was your initial inspiration to go, go that route? So I'm actually not like the original founder of the magazine. So Andrew Mason, shout out to Andrew, is my business partner. He's the original founder of the mag. So he's a journalism graduate from Boston University. He was doing sports journalism for a long time in college and then just became like very not passionate about sports anymore and loved music. So he's like, let me do a journalism project related to music. You know what I mean? Excuse me. I'm bubbly. It's the bubbles, man. It's the bubbles getting <laughs> Oh, me. But yeah, so um, Andrew started the magazine because he was, it was really like a gift to himself for graduating college. And um, yeah, I was asked to be an artist on the first issue. And from there, I kind of helped him find the other artists and kind of help put together our business model of selling the magazine with the show, ticket to the show and that kind of thing, full experience. And then we became business partners and I kind of handle more of like the creative control, you know, creative direction, um, A&R work, event coordination. Uh, I definitely do some journalist stuff as I need to. And then like everything else in between, like there's so much stuff that comes into play with the magazine, you know, that people wouldn't even think of. So I'm just doing it all. I'm building teams. I'm networking. I'm just, I'm like our future planner, you know, is kind of how I like to look at myself. So respect respect and is that how you guys met uh you and charlie no no we met a long time ago just through music like really just i uh, really through the gram and okay. shit yeah yeah and just um charlie's a really talented singer i'll give him a chance to introduce himself and yeah it, it's been a great time working with charlie so tell the people man <laughs> who, who are you yo 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 what's good everybody i'm charlie stardom um from indianapolis indiana um, and yeah, man, singer songwriter. I got a crazy little resume, but yeah, <laughs> I do a few things. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We got a bunch of joints, me and Charlie. So if anybody tuned in that's curious what bro sounding like, what I'm sounding like, you should definitely check out all our shit, man. It's, hey. it's crazy. And you got some fresh ones dropping soon, huh? That are that are in tuck right now. Yeah, we definitely have a crazy one in the tuck <laughs> that I was saying on our way up here is like one of my favorite records right now. So we'll figure that out. Also, I don't want to spill the beans, but I will. <laughs> Me and Charlie have an EP that is unreleased in, that I in. think we both forgot about <laughs> for a second. When's that dropping? <laughs> I don't even know. Like. Once we get it figured out, everything detail-wise, it's like, right. it's going to be gold and solid, you know what I'm saying? We got a bunch of records, so we got to actually narrow down how many songs that we're going to use and put it out and, you know, do the thing. So. Yeah, like some of them are older, so it's like, for me, I feel like I've like evolved a lot since then, too, but they're right. they're really developed, too, so it's hard to say. So yeah, and we the type too where we could jump in the stew right now and cook up like a couple new records, Thanks. you know. So it's kind of like, why why put out the old stuff, but also the old stuff so fire. We got the song called "Why You Came," and he fucking went crazy on that shit. Just let, like he's just a really good songwriter, as well as like his vocal performance. So just like the whole shit just put together well. Shout out to Rula who uh, mixed and produced that one. Hurt. GM beats on the beat. Hurt. 
Well, and you know, this is this is interesting for me. You know, cause I I love I love uh, all music. I love hip hop especially. I love freestyle and I love that. I love I do it in these mics that I have here just for fun. You know. But like, what's like, and I know I definitely have some listeners and viewers, you know, are in the music world and people that aren't, I'm just curious too, like what, what, you know, the kind of process. So you hit the studio, you, you lay down your, you lay down your tracks and you got to wait for it to be mixed, mastered. Um, like what, what's kind of that process look like for you guys? Like how, how does it, I know it's a, I know it's a broad question, but like. <laughs> you, you tell them first. Well, it really just depends on. It's, it, it can go multiple ways. Sometimes it's like you record on the spot and like, you know, you write it, you record it, then you get in a nice little rough mix. Or you get like an engineer, like when I have a multiple of engineers that I go through and work with and a few of them, one likes to do rough and he likes to go and listen and listen and like rework and rework, which takes a little process. For me, I like to just get it done and move on to the next thing and then just keep going. But it really just depends on the song and like what you, the vision that you have for the song, what you see and where you want to take it. So it's a, it could be a short process quick or it could be like a long drawn out process, especially if you're like in perfectionist mode when you're like, oh, I don't like the way I sounded on it. I need to recut this or I need to retouch this or add more or just scrap the whole thing and then like rework the beat. Like it, it can go multiple different ways. <laughs> yeah, You could be working on something like, let's say you're like a fly on the wall in our session. We could be working on something and then Charlie might be like, I don't like that at all. Let's just start from scratch. Or I might say this. <laughs> and, it's, and you might be like, what? Like, that's just fire. Why don't you like it? Like, I was just in the studio with my homie right now. And I was like, listening to him cut this record. And I'm like, this should sound cool. Like, it sound good. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm like, cool. You know, you don't Jeez. force, like, the process yeah. for an artist is like the number one thing. So being comfortable, having that vibe. It's like, if you're not feeling it for whatever reason it's typically better to just like start something new mm -hmm. instead of like trying to like, if you can't get something, you know, and like yeah, fixating let it, on this let one it. thing. Yeah. And I, I feel that so much. And I, I wish I had kind of more like that, that I could do that style because I like edit all my shit too right now. I just haven't hired an editor or all these other people that I need to hire. Right. And it's like, that's the way I'd like to maneuver is like drop my video, let it be done out of my head. Yeah. Right. Cause then I'm like, Oh fuck, I got to edit that shit. I got to worry about that. I got to do a cut. I got to do this. It's like, right. if it could be done out of my head, like yeah. I made this it's done. Yeah. Let somebody else work on it. Right. It's a beautiful level that I'm trying to hit. I'm just not like there yet. It's just the yeah. flow, right? It's definitely flow. Yeah. Flow and experience and anything. And yeah. you know, like with us, with music, we've been working for so long. Like he said, different engineers have different styles. Like, mm -hmm. I have one engineer I used to work with, uh, Rula, and he, like, we would have a four-hour session for one song every time. Like, that's just how our workflow was, you know? But, like, with my boy GM, I could pump out a song an hour, you know, depending on how I'm feeling. Right. So it just depends. It depends on the vibe. It depends on the song, the day, what we drinking, what we smoking, <laughs> right? Just like, so many factors. Like what my girl talked about earlier. Like right. whatever is going on is gonna is gonna be in that. But it's freedom when you're there, though, huh? That's exactly. how I feel when I'm doing my video shit. I'm like nothing else. Like right now, it's kicking with you guys. Like, right. right. Everything else melts away. Yeah. Exactly. That's the real shit. Exactly. For real. For real. And yeah, even like. To speak a little on my process as an artist recording, like I started writing, writing, writing everything. So like when I was like 14 and started being a rapper, 
I was sitting in my room writing 16s, which means like a 16 bar verse, right? Like just all day, just pumping them out. And then I go to the studio, I would have it memorized. I wouldn't need to write, I wouldn't need to read it, you know? Now I go to the studio with nothing prepared, always. Like that's like my process now. I go, I just punch in, meaning like I do line by line. So like if you put on a beat, I'll get the melody. And then I'll put the words to it. You know, and then I'll go line by line by line. And even if I write out four bars, I'll punch each, I'll record each line so I can perfect each line, you know? Yeah. So I used to just go in and I'm rapping and spit the whole verse. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like focused on each thing to make it perfect. So, and that comes with having a good engineer Damn. that can keep up with your workflow. Cause if you got to tell the engineer, <laughs> like, right, like, there's nothing worse than trying to like babysit your engineer. Yeah. You know? well, that, was, that was a question I was going to ask is like, what, what's like the uh, couple things you look for in an engineer? Oh, man. I mean, they got to be eye on the ball. Yeah. They got to in tune, right? They got to know your stop. Yes. Or at least, f at be least there in the moment, feeling it. Yeah. Get able idea. to adapt to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's been a few times where I've had a few engineers that couldn't keep up and I was like, just scoot over, I got you. <laughs> Get in there and move things around because I know how to do it, but I, I just work faster when I have somebody just pressing the buttons, doing it, and I just like, oh, let me dub this, like get a double take of what I just did or, you know, let me get some stacks and do it that way. But sometimes they, like, don't understand and, like, they're new, so they, like, don't know how to work with me yet. So I was just like, all right, this is what we're going to do, and I have to, like, break it down and show them. But, you know, it just goes with, like, the the vibe of the studio and like how it works with the artists and the engineer it's always different <laughs> right. and like he's a singer singer right and like i'm more of like a rapper but i use autotune right so like like correct me if i'm wrong like do you even use autotune a lot of the time like uh not when i'm tracking i put it on after okay once i'm finished then i throw it on just for effect sometimes i'll like have it like man very little yeah. just to keep it in you know in the key and make sure it sounds crispy but Right. Then there's times when I turn it all the way up. Right. T-Pain, like Wayne style. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, depending on the track, it's always different. So Right. And I heard you say something one time, I think to GM or someone about like chromatics. Oh, chromatic. Absolutely. Like, because with me, when I sing, I don't sing like straight notes. I move in between hmm. notes. And sometimes when you do that and you got the tune on it, don't catch it. And it makes it sound like off pitch. Right. So in order for me to like have it right, I like tell them instantly, just put it in chromatic because I can't even listen to it. Right. <laughs> it's See, like <laughs> And that's that type of like articulation he can make because yeah. he knows what he's talking. Like, I don't know as much about the engineering side of things. So I'm just like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't know how to articulate it. So it takes a good engineer to be like, know right. what I'm saying without saying it. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, well, and it, so. yeah, they're they're anticipating your next move, I guess. Is yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's that's super important, I think, for stuff I've done with video. It's like, yo, I don't, I shouldn't have to ask you, bro, to like move the camera, or if we know the next <laughs> shot's coming up, like just move that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Be yeah. proactive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Well put. Yeah. And it's like, and you know what I feel too, in in like my process of just video and just being creative is like sometimes, and that's I guess it's kind of it's a question I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it right now as I'm talking, but it's like, um, 
you know, some of the some of the best shit I've done is me like forcing myself to do it, or maybe I didn't even really want to be there at the time. Like I wanted to be there, but I'm like, okay, let's just do this. I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Right. Like, so have there been studio sessions? I imagine for you guys, where it's like. I got to be at the studio today. I got it booked. I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do. And then that's where, like when some fire happens. Absolutely. Sure. Every single time. Like, <laughs> literally, like you go in there and you, you're like, all right, I know I got four hours. I don't know what I'm doing, but we're going to figure something out. And that's when you crank out some crazy shit that you had no idea you was going to make right. that day, which is crazy. But yeah, it happens. <laughs> it's like literally in knowing. Like now I, I just know I go into the studio and I might be a little concerned. I don't know what's going to happen. I have a big artist here. We're doing a song together. Like it's a lot of pressure. Right. But just be in it. You've done it a million times. You know you're going to do it again. You know? Right. Type shit. Confidence. Plus, confidence is huge. Yeah. You walk in and be like, fuck, I don't care what we're doing. We're going to make the oh. smash today. Right. <laughs> Just know. <laughs> yeah, just knowing you can do it. Well. And being willing to put in those reps and that work and just Man. being open to it. Like, right. Right? Being willing, too, to be like, all right, I fucked that one up. Well, it's, but it's going to be dope. I know it's going right. to be a dope day. Right. I mean, that's how I feel. I'm like, okay, that was a sh But then I say that, and I'll go back and, like, watch my shit. I'm like, oh, that was actually – and then I'll, st I'll stop myself mid-take for, oh, that's a trash take, and then I'll re-watch my shit. And I'm like, oh, this is good, this is good. And I'm like, why did I fucking stop myself? Right. Like I was doing pretty it's good. I just got my own head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which we all do. Yeah. I do that all the time when I'm recording. Like, like we was talking about getting fixated on one line. Like sometimes I just end up on one line. And it's like, we both are great songwriters. We could be sitting in the studio. I'm stuck on one line. He might just be like, oh, I don't know the line either. It's happened to us a bunch. a bunch of times. It happens to every. That's why big artists have writers. Because like and, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, because I feel like that's like the elephant in the room a lot for hip hop. You know, my outside just loving hip hop growing up. Listen to is like, I respect the ghostwriting game, but also when I hear some of my favorite artists that I didn't realize had had ghostwriters for so long, I also do lose a little respect personally. Yeah, and no hate, no shade. Yeah. the the fact of the matter is if you're willing, if if you can take, and that's my problem with people throwing shade at it is it's like, dude, that's what any fucking great actor does. They literally read a script and they make it theirs. Right. So there's something truly powerful about that exactly. that should not be underestimated. You have to be a top tier caliber talent to be able to do that. Right. But it does hit me a little weird when I thought like, I'll be like, oh shit, I thought that was. Well, just to kind of give it a little perspective it's not always like cut and dry like it's not black and white like just because charlie's recording a song that i might be helping him songwrite or vice versa it doesn't mean i literally wrote every line right it's like a music is a very collaborative thing exactly. so i could be like in the studio with charlie and he could be working on his uh chorus or the hook they would call it and let's say he did it all didn't need any help great and maybe I could be working on my verse and I do all of it good, but the last line I'm stuck on. Charlie might help me come up with the last line, you know? So it's like, that's what I kind of meant by bringing up the point of writers. It's like, if Chris Brown is in the studio, and I've never been in the studio with Chris Brown, but he has a lot more experience with ghostwriting with these kinds of situations, so we'll, we'll give him the floor on that. But I would imagine Chris Brown in the studio, same thing like when I'm in the studio. He's flowing. Chris Brown can make his own lyrics, but he gets stuck sometimes. And having talented writers on hand in your studio session to be like, say that, say that, say that. It just makes your process good. You're never killing, you're never wasting time. You're exactly. not, you know? Or burning out. 
Right, burning out yourself, being like, fuck, 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 what is it, what is it, what is it? It's like when some when you can't think of that line and someone gives you the perfect line, it's like a it's a reassuring, like yeah. boosts you back up. Like, all right, we got well, this. And, I, and that's why I'm happy we're talking about this because I feel like more people need to hear this, you know? Yeah, people would because never it's know. Because like, it's like you, you people hear it and they think, like you said, like, oh, they wrote the whole song or whatever. I didn't necessarily think that. Right. I think it's a collaborative thing, but I feel like, you know, same thing with film. It's such a collaborative art. There's, you know, you see the credits of the shit roll by, or I feel like that needs to be put more in the air, maybe for the. I mean, obviously musicians know it, but outside people maybe don't. Same with film too. Like, oh, well, this actor did it all. It's like, nah, he had a script, he had all the shit he was doing. Ten, he had a whole team. Wrote the script. Yeah, right, or he had whatever. a whole team, and yeah. so yeah, it's just interesting. I don't even know exactly where I'm going with this, but it's just an interesting thought that I, you know, that I th have thought about, and I th and I feel like it's a thing where that there's people that come off hateful about it almost yeah. for sure especially with rappers yeah. it's like yeah. super critical when because yeah, you hear it yeah, yeah yeah with the rappers well, yeah. right it's not uh far-fetched to have r&b song and they have like 10 writers on it or you know six writers or three writers it's like okay we get it for the r&b people but like with the rappers they'd be like oh you had somebody help you i, I think i think it's cool i think it's dope because some writers you know some artists get burnt out they write everything and like you know sometimes it's good to have creative brains to help you kind of take a little edge off and give you something and just a different sound you don't want all your stuff sounding exactly the same because you wrote all the songs you got an album with 12 songs and every single song sounds the same it's just good to have a variety of sound that's what i like to call it uh a variety of sound you just get uh different people to help you expand on your ideas right. well, and and with that too sorry to uh, cut you off if i did um it shows something cool though too to me is like it shows that you're open for collaboration you're there open you for other people's input it's like you're not all like ego like yo my shit's the best shit like, right. hey like yeah. maybe you give me a line maybe that line's dope okay i'll, I'll rock with it exactly so like right. there's something cool with that being open about like yeah just just learning and being with people yeah exactly collaborating the collaborative process is right 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 and nice. speak on like some of that shit you done like ghostwriting wise like just <laughs> just just let my boy know because i just want him to understand okay i'm yeah. trying to i'm trying yeah. to right because <laughs> this man's done some dope work man it's uh so the it's a oh man i don't even know where to begin uh but on the songwriting side it's it's always something like you got different people to do different things so you got people to do melodies and they only do melody takes and then you got people to do the words they come in and put the words on top of the melody. So that's, you got two different kinds of, well, multiple styles of the writing that you could do. Um, I've been in sessions where I've done just melodies, takes, and then people put words on top of my melodies. Or I've done the opposite where I've actually got words, I put words on top of somebody else's melodies. And you know, it's just like a, um, a team effort, if you will. It takes really a village to really make a whole um, damn, I just got lost in what I was about to say. Whole record, yeah. <laughs> to make whole, a whole record, obviously, yeah. but you know, I uh, the, the collaborative process is always great. I feel like you can, any artist can do it by themselves, but to be honest, it's more fun when you have people to help bring your ideas to life and make it just the best as possible can be. You know, like Beyonce and like all these people, like Kanye, and you know, he gets all these people in the room and just. Right, and be like, what you got? Let me hear what you got. And go, oh, that's fire. I'm gonna use that, not for this song, but something else. And right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, damn, that's kind of fire. How it works like that, but 
yeah, it's always different. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. And even something cool that Charlie is like really talented with is like harmonies, they call it, right? Uh, so like yeah. putting behind, like I've done records where I'm just like rapping on the song, but then Charlie would just add this sauce under it of just like the vocal harmonies to put under my, my words or anybody's words. Yeah. And so he's done that with like big records and like vocal he might textures and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like stuff okay. that you wouldn't even notice, but, but it's you gotta there, use when you, know? you listen to it again or you put your headphones on. Yeah. And you're okay. Shit. It really it's a small adds little touches to make it complete. Like, yeah. cause you know, some songs are like dope. They got the whole thing and it's like, ah, it's just one thing you missing. And be like, what? And then you put it on there and be like, oh, wow, that's fire. I didn't even know. Like, literally, it makes sense. I was like, yeah, it's just that one small detail that makes it big. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, you want your records to feel full, yeah. but not it's like, like a crowded. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's like a through line they didn't even know was there. Right. Yeah. Oh, so. shit. You just, and, and they got to be open to, and that, that, oh, exactly. it's sick, though, that, that you know, that's why I'm so excited having this conversation because I feel like it's so underestimated. The collaborative effort in most shit is underestimated, I think. And I think the general population, I'm talking on my ass here, but it's like, oh, you know, like I know we said Little Wayne earlier, whoever, um, Jordan or Lucas or whoever, whoever, whatever, any name. It's like, oh, they just did that. Like that's almost the vibe it has. Right. You know, it's like the, the, the underlying work of how many pieces went into that is... And that's probably yeah. me not diving into the, you know, that element more. I'm sure there's tons of podcasts, engineers oh, yeah. talking and all that. Oh, yeah. But um, it's 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 interesting to me, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to it's hear. It's not the front line thing yeah. always. So, so what, what artists, um, when you're talking about the vocals and adding stuff into who I've been diving back into lately, who I've always uh, really liked as an artist is Kevin Gates. Oh, yeah. um, and he always had, I at first when I first heard him so many years ago, I thought he was like, I, I didn't realize that was his actual voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then he adds these little fucking pops in his song. Cause I've been, li I've listened to his shit over lately and he adds these little backup vocals in Yeah. and he has these little sound effects that I'm like, like you're saying it adds that element. Yeah, Cause it's it. like, I'm like, and then I, I'm listening to that more now. I'm like, damn, he's fucking good at that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a good like song, overall song creator. Oh, yeah. Kevin Gates crazy. Yeah. He's the one, one of the ones. He's you rapping. Know? He melodic. Yeah. He like, I was going to say Travis Scott too. For sure. I need to listen to more Travis Scott. I Travis Scott does a lot with the uh, the overall sound. He makes it full, and if he doesn't, he gets people to get on there for him. Like right, like yeah, with Drake weekend. and yeah. Sicko Mode. Right, you know just like saying? creating these big productions. You know, so much bigger than just one person. Right. You know? So, so who are you? Uh, one or two of your guys' favorite artists that you've? And I know it's a hard question, maybe yeah. recently, because like I said, because like, I, you know, I, I, the way I work or not even work the way I, when I find music, I like, I'll fucking drill that song. To, I'll listen to that shit a hundred times till I know every word. Then I won't listen to it for a couple months. Oh, yeah. Same here. And yeah, then I'll yeah, put yeah. that shit back on and be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, for me, it's been the same answer for a long time. Um, I've been watching this man come up for years. His name is Kalen for real, for real. It's one of my favorite artists from LA. He's signed to Rock Nation. Um, yeah, he's been buzzing for a minute. He's been buzzing for a minute, minute. I'm slipping. Like I, I don't think I've heard his shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta check out Kalen. You put me on Kalen, um, cause you know you played it for me, and I was like, oh, I love him instantly, cause he sampled Faith Evans. You know, that's right. like my favorite. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, what's funny is I seen Lars the other day. I told uh, you, yeah. and Lars was like, 
you put me on the right with it by Kaylin. Like, yeah. not not like taking no credit like for anything <laughs> crazy, but I definitely put a lot of people on in my city to Kaylin. Yeah. And the way that I got put on to him was because my boy Devin, Devin Smith um, from, from Oxnard and Ventura, he was in Kaylin's music video called Fine Ass, which was the record that blew him up. So when I saw that I like knew someone who was in his video, I heard it, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And that was at the time, Fine Ass was out, Right With It wasn't even out yet. And there was like a snippet on his gram that he was pushing and I would like, just like you said, like play shit. I would go on his Instagram and just play that video over and over. I'm like, this song is hard, like, yeah. what is this? And then it came out, Right With It, Chris O'Bannon, Kaylin, G Perico, produced by Blast. Yeah. Come on, I mean, it's still one of his biggest records. One of my first features I ever got in the LA scene was from Chris O'Bannon. Me and Kaylin ended up meeting. I I was at his video shoot. You feel me? I, his manager was in my studio session. It's like th these things are manifesting, which is just crazy. Because um, you're putting in the work. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, look, come on. But yeah, Kaylin is definitely one of my favorite artists, and psh, I mean, I told Charlie I'm mad at him for this. He didn't put me on to no Usher. I've been listening to Usher for because I'm like Charlie, like my R&B like guide. I'm like, who should have showed me? Like Charlie should have showed me, like the whole Confessions album. Like yeah, the whole Confessions oh album is good. But you gotta go back to the first Usher album. What the, my way? Nah, the one before that. The one oh he don't he God. don't promote that album at all. Like he don't be talking about that album. I don't know why, but that album is lit. It's, what album? It's, it's called this. It's called Usher. It's just called. Oh Usher. really? Yeah. It's like his first album he made when he was like 14, 15. I actually had, Ugh. or my brother had that on a, C, on a CD. I yeah. That was, that was a, that's and that's crazy. a legendary album because a lot of people that's like huge artists, they got their break writing on that first album for Usher. Damn. And Diddy executive produced the whole album. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you, that was like. The, I went back and watched that uh, Mary J shit. I told you, way. that shit crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro, I love that. I love hearing everybody's stories because everybody's come up it's always different, but kind of the same at the same time. Right. But it's just inspiration to see how you start from this section and then make your way all the way up to these crazy heights. Right. It's just, but it's just you putting in the work consistently, and then right. you somebody takes notice, and then bam, it's just like, right. you out, you out of there. Right. You're a fucking <laughs> pop star, like for real. Crazy. What about you? Who's some of your favorite artists? Dog. Ah oh, man, that's so hard because. You know, I'll be listening to everything, but if, uh, to narrow it down, I would say uh, I've been really into Larry June lately. You know about Larry June? Not really. Oh, uh, oh I'm going to keep it real. I'm not going to lie on it. I want to say, yeah, I do. You got to get <laughs> into Larry June. Dog. Larry June is good. He's from the Bay. He's up from in uh, the Bay Area. Big um, smoking music. Yeah, like he definitely, big smoke music. he's into smoking weed and he's into healthiness, you know, health and, well, health and wellness. That's why I love him because he talks about like, you know, Drinking a smoothie, you know, he make that shit cool, like you know what I'm saying. Like seriously, like in yeah. his raps, like, <laughs> rolling up, a, you know, in a smoothie. smoothie. <laughs> like literally, he just like super raw like that. Talking about going to get a green tea, I'm like, yo, right. I fuck with that, like you know what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I always fuck with. It was the authenticity aspect of For any real. of my favorite artists because you can hear it too. Or me, or I think I can when I hear somebody. I'm like, I don't even or sing whatever the song is. I'm like, I don't even know if I believe that. In the right. second I ask myself that, right. I'm like. If I'm asking myself that, then I should. Then it's not even real. Right. Absolutely. You should it's fucking feel that shit. Yeah. When you yeah. Hear it. yeah. No, with Larry, you just know he got like his. Uh, he got a shop in, out there in San Fran. 
Um, and they sell nothing but like organic smoothies and like uh, organic teas, and he has merch in there and all that kind of shit like that. So I didn't know that. Oh yeah. We, so he uh, does. Is, is, is he R and B style or is he hip hop? Oh no, he's hip hop. Okay, yeah. he's all the way hip hop. Very like almost kind of old school Bay Area. Uh, like, okay, no auto tune rap. He'd be yeah. on rapper for his, Tay on there. Basically, <laughs> like that style. You sure. know what I'm saying? See, oh you you hip? Yeah. You know, rapper Tay. Yeah. That's super Bay legend. But yeah, uh, Larry June. Um, who else? Uh, that's so tough. Like Larry June. Uh, I keep saying. Yeah, that. I know it's a hard question. It's really, like, it's really tough. But, but I'll say Travis Scott again because I've really been diving into his shit lately a lot. Even though I've listened to it like countless times. But I've really been listening like on a different level this time listening back because uh, the sonics of his music is just on another level too. Like the mixing, mastering, the engineering. Mike Dean, he's an alien when it comes to the mixing, mastering, and all of that shit like that too. Um, he but, does Travis's shit? Yeah, he does most of Travis's stuff. And uh, he also produces as well too. Oh, He's a legend. He's been around for a long, long, long time. Mike Dean. Mike. I've, Dean. I've definitely heard his name on some tracks that yeah. I've listened to before. Mike Dean does like Tyne Tolliver shit too. Oh gosh, you. You know, he's with through Travis Scott's imprint. Um, but yeah, Travis Scott. I like he uses he treats people's voices like instruments. He got a song with The Weeknd, hmm. but he has a song he's actually featured. But then there's another song that he got where Weeknd's just doing background takes and he chopped them. And put him in there. You won't even know until you really listen to like in the headphones. But yo, is that the weekend? Right. Then he got Tane and Paula on a few joints where like the vocals is in there. I'm like, yo, it's Travis is fire. Like, the weekend's a beast, huh? For sure. Dude, he's on another level too. He's another one I enjoy seeing the come up because uh, I remember when he first dropped uh, the House of Balloons. That shit blew my mind. I was like, yo, who is this? And I never tuned into bro like that. I mean, I definitely heard some shit, of course. Yeah, bro. But. I liked him. I I never followed him that much, but the reason I fucked with him a lot was because I felt like he combined hip hop with like I don't know if R and B is the right freight, like the right genre to compare. Like I felt like it was a nice fusion of hearing kind of like almost like that old school like hip hop vibe with a new sound. Absolutely, because he was talking about raw shit that I wouldn't usually hear. Hearing that style of sound, yeah. Yeah. Oh damn, this guy's on the level. He definitely brought that that sound to the mainstream talking about like hitting lines and shit like doing coke right he made it sound so cool in like the r&b style i was right. like yo who is this dude like he's right. crazy but yeah his vibe is the it's tra- it's changed as the years progress and the sound got bigger so it's on a whole different scale now but just to start where it started from to where it is today it's just crazy to see like he's doing yeah. stadiums and shit like right he a real pop star as well for real for real yeah it's crazy yeah. <laughs> It is crazy. Yeah, one of my favorites, or I'd say probably my number one, definitely my top three, is Nas. Ah. Oh, okay. shit. So that's something all three of us. I'm so happy to see yeah. him come back lately. All three of us got that in common. Yeah. I didn't bring Nas up because that's like a given for me. Like, right, same. Like, but like, you know, Nas is like the one. Like, That's where we connect. Probably the most. For so real, that's for fucking real. Fucking weird as hell that you just that said. That you that. just said that. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. crazy, right? For real. That's kind of crazy. Like, that's but yeah, our favorite. Nasir is like the one. Like, if I was a real rapper, that's who I want to sound like. <laughs> Nas, like, because Nas's voice, his tone is just like, I I enjoy the quality of artists when they come out. You'd be like, oh, for sure, that's Nas. Like, you don't even have to question it. 
or you know, oh, that's Hove, like you know, that's Jay Z when he comes out, it's like effortless. You know what I'm saying? It seems yes. that you know you're listen to it, it's like oh, and he's and Nas is out here barring it up, like he's just coming out, like I know that shit drop. It made me so happy, God, man. When I, I had Rare on repeat for so long, I love it. I know that whole magic. Magic, that's you know my what? Shit. Listen, I, I was waiting for that shit. for a minute. I'm like, dude, when I dropped, I was because I was actually driving from Kansas out here. So I just had that whole out, like I had all that shit on repeat. I'm like, damn, let's go. He's he's like, it's crazy. Yeah, dog. I crazy. love to see that, especially the link up with him and Hit Boy. I think yeah. that was great, because I mean, Nas always had like a sound. You know what I'm saying? He worked with different producers like DJ Premier and like all these different people. But when he linked up with Hit Boy, it was just a different a different level. Um, and I'm just happy to see it. I'm shitty. I missed the concert. At the, I know. at the bowl, we missed the concert. We was talking we was about going. Traffic. Bro, I've never, been, I've never bowl. been, I've right? never, <laughs> I haven't been to a concert in a minute. But I've never, definitely never been to a concert at the bowl. But I always hate that traffic. But yeah. I actually saw Nas and Lauren Hill at the bowl years ago. Shit, that was oh, the, the first time crazy. they did it, right? Yeah, 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 I was working at the Hollywood Bowl when they was doing that. That's and I, I got rolled up because I was like missing my shift because I kept sneaking out to go watch it. Right. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, yo. That's why you got the job. Right. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, yo. Like, I know Nas going to be here. I got the job because a lot of artists that year, that summer was performing at the bowl. And I'm like, yo, Kanye had even did like the live, um, uh, what was it? Was the it? Sunday service shit? No, or it wasn't that. It was like the 808s. He had like performed uh -huh. some of the songs in live with like an actual band and like Damn. orchestra. That shit blew my mind. So that was my first ever experience going to the bowl. And then from there, I'm like, yo, I got to work here because they be having just like Everyone. crazy concerts coming here throughout the summer. Like John Mayer, he came. And right. I was like, yo, I love John Mayer. But um, yeah, I got to see him in Dead Company a couple times. That's but funny. the Nas one was crazy with Lauryn Hill. I was like, I see Lauryn Hill live when? When am I ever going right. to see that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it was really like her show. It really? was like Lauryn's show. And then Nas, Nas came, came out and yeah. they did like... You know what they did if i rule the world and everything legendary yo yeah i've gotten to see nas like a couple times actually though like i'm like really a huge nas fan i've never real. seen him live he's crazy live he's dog. super crazy i've seen him probably five times live like and i just freak out every time when he does one mic and shit. Dude, one mic was my shit. You're the man. I fucking You're love. the oh, man. Yeah. he does all the old <laughs> shit. he really goes like when i saw him he started with like I think he started with something off of Godson or something. Get down. Yeah, get down, exactly. That's like the opening he does. Yeah. And yeah, and then he'll like he has this one transition he always do with like the stillmatic intro. <laughs> and then he like cut it halfway and it go into this other song. I'm like, I love seeing that man perform, man. It's crazy. Dog, he's the one. Like, man, you got to get me started on this Nas thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nas is like the one, dog. Have you ever seen Belly? Tell me you've seen Belly. Yeah, yeah, it's been right, a minute. Yeah, it's been yeah. a minute, but yeah. Yeah, yeah that shit. That's a classic movie. You know, oddly enough, he doesn't like it. He said he that's like the worst movie. What? He said he didn't like his... The, I don't like, yo, he's tripping. He's bugging, but it's a classic. He played that role perfectly. Right. He didn't have to do too much. It was He was made to play sincere. I think he actually wrote the script with Hype Williams. Really? Yeah, because if you notice in the song, in the, in the movie... It's certain parts where he's like talking and like they got these um, B-roll shots going on. Yeah. He's talking, but he's actually reciting his bar, his words, his lyrics. Uh -huh. Like um, now more than ever, we uh, we uh, we uh, damn now more than ever, I 
Aspara era and ways or something like that. It and was he from talking, but he's talking. He's talking, his bars? but he's doing his raps. It's Damn. from a lot of the songs. Is from um, Illmatic, like right. when they sitting on the bench. He's talking about the little kid. Oh yeah, yeah. When he's like, like he has the gun and yeah, shit. And yeah. And then he gives him the chain in his hand. Yeah. He's like he's talking about I like your style, son. He yeah. was like, yo, what, oh, what you man. doing, shorty? Like, yeah. That was basically the whole thing from the Illmatic. Uh, like it was just crazy. Right. I'm I'm too much of a Nas fan. I love it. I love. It. I'm happy about him up, man. Cause I, yeah. Cause honestly, he gave me it, and the way I found Nas was cr- crazy because it's not even crazy, but I found like uh, his uh, CD behind a heater. Like it was either at school or at my mom's house. I forget. Um, but I took it out. I put it in my new Walkman, and that was my shit. Uh, I was like, it was still mad at because it's one mic, you're the man. Yeah, I, I had that shit on like, and there was a couple songs that skipped, you know, because it was yeah, like a mixtape. Right. But I was like, that's when I fell in love with Nas, and I've ever since then I'm like, he's the fucking legend, bro. Hey, that's yeah. what the start right there too. Still mad at. Yeah, it was like a treasure, cool. bro. I found. Yeah. The, I was like, oh my it. god. Jeez. I remember it was still. It was obviously a burn tape, but it was the gold CD, and it had Nas on the front. It just said Nas. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and I fucking threw that, and it felt good. No, so dope. I have, I have another question for you guys. Yeah. Who who is one of you or in your head like one of the most underestimated rappers in the game? Like in general, because for me, I don't necessarily think I was thinking this recently. So that's why I'm asking is because I love fucking. I don't necessarily think he's underestimated, but I do. Is fucking J Rock, bro? Oh huh. yeah, J Rock. And like he and he's still pops. He's still popping, but like I yeah. feel like he deserves more props. Like exactly. Yeah. And I like and he's low key. You don't really see anything about the guy. Yeah, he chill. He's super chill. Yeah, and then he drops something, and I'm like, oh shit, right. J Rock, fucking. And you know he was like popping before cool. Kendrick. Before yeah, you know yeah, that, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So the, I I don't know if that's why. I mean, obviously Kendrick, you know, is Kendrick. Yeah. And so he like. I wouldn't even say that he's better. Like, I think they could be different at times and whatever. But, like, Kendrick has that throne now. So, obviously, anybody on TDE isn't going to get that same look. I think What that's happened to Schoolboy? Has he dropped anything recently? I, I was listening to his shit literally yesterday or today. Yeah, he just um, dropped, I think I want to say in 2019. Okay. He dropped that last album. But, you know, stuff be moving so fast. It's like you put something out today and then, bam, within six months, it feels like. Feel like a it's year already old. Or two behind. It's like damn. Yeah. But that's just how it be. So much comes out and like left and right every day. Right. It's and like, talk that's about, a crazy thing, huh? Is there's so much. Yeah, and talk about TDE underrated people. Ab Soul, another bam. one that's like, yeah, He's I so mean, hard. he got crazy bars and like he definitely doesn't get those looks. But again, that's like, it's just factors of the game, man. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're. If you're on a sports team, if you're on a fucking record label, anything, it's like if there's somebody else bigger than you on there, like they are gonna have the main shine. Like that's just what it is. Well, you know, Kendrick ain't on TDE no more. Oh right. Well, he's doing his PG Lang and shit. So I mean, maybe that'll change. Who knows? I mean, I knew that J Rock had like a huge moment with the Redemption album and Grammy nomination. That That was a good fucking album. That was a good look for him. Yeah, but that's already been a little bit of time. I think that might have been the. The moment he got a, a good amount of recognition, again, that he exactly. he deserved, you know? To answer your question, I'm going to take it back to the 90s and say Big L. Ah. Because, I mean, L was just like one of the craziest rappers ever. Super fire. Yeah. Yes, and like obviously taken way too early so before man. his time. Nobody's been yeah. able to 
replicate that style either. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, nah, I mean, with any of the greats, but it's like, damn, yeah. like he had a. He was just so in your fit. It was like. Yeah, and you would hear right. the stories about him. Like he would go up against like any guy. He's like this little guy, like and would go up against anyone, you know. Yeah. And just he he really held his own. So yeah, I think Big L is definitely obviously uh, an older school rapper, but one of them underrated legends that people don't mention enough. Respect, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Big Shine. Big Sean solid, Big bro. Sean. Yeah, Big Sean solid, but I feel like he, the people don't be giving him his flowers. You know what I'm saying? Like he's Detroit that, too is stupid. Bro, he's in that class with Drake, Kendrick, Cole. Right. Like yeah. all of them came around, but they only mentioned those three: Kendrick, right. Cole, and Drake. I feel like yeah. Wiz, Big Sean, Wiz too, Mac. Yeah. All of them. Like Wale even. Wale for Wale. sure. I, I told you when I was yeah. at uh, IU, they all came on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would come to Bloomington and they would perform. Mac Miller, fucking Wiz Khalifa, uh, Wale, and none of them were huge yet. They had like the only person that was huge at the time on the roster was Asher Roth. Asher Roth, yeah, we were just talking about this. Kyle, he was the biggest one, and like, well, it's funny because Wiz used to. I I went to the University of Kansas. You want a little more? I'll take a little bit. Um, And Wiz used to come play at the fucking sororities and frats there. Yeah, yeah. And he used to hit those. It was like, and and it was like, yeah, that was his like. Like oh Wiz, I'm like dude, I'm fucking bumping Wiz since you know flight school. Right. So I was For like, I sure. want, I wanted Come to check on. this shit out. My and boy, know what's you up? Know what's <laughs> up. Yeah. If I school, I love that shit. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah. Cheers, cheers. cheers, salut. True Damn. buds, let's go. It's 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 really refreshing and not even refreshing, but it's just nice to talk to people like in the game in the hip hop game because I'm an outsider. Like I said, like I love hip hop, I love freestyle, and I love it all. But it's nice to you know get a little deeper with it. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. This like the type of talk we doing right now. It's like, regular. Yeah, me and him. <laughs> I just seen him the other day for the first time in a while, and like we just kick it and just talk about this shit all the time. This is like really our regular day. For real. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Shall I fuck right. with this? What's yeah, going yeah. On well, with this? I, I threw that there. So this is. Uh, I actually had this. I had the owner of the company on the podcast many probably a year ago now, but it's Pilgrim Soul. Looks nice. good as fuck. Looks and clean. And he does basically he takes live What he does is, or their company does, is they take live resin mm. and they mix it for different um, experiences. Most of them are sativa based. This is like a creative one. Oh. It has like three or four different live resin mixes in there. But it's like a beat. I guess it'd be like a, probably a st- perfect like studio pen, nice. because myself and I think you alluded to it earlier was like if I smoke too much. And I'm like too high. Like I, I get in my own bubble, which for me yeah, is the beauty yeah, of weed. Yeah. And like, it, and like, there's something beautiful about that. But that's where I'm like, like when I go to shops, I've, I'm pretty sober. Like, right. Or do even PADs or events. I'm like, yo, patient appreciation day, everybody. You want to be sharp. What? What? what that, was there ever like, a PAD? Oh, that's not too bad. Right. Be, being in the dispensary world, was there ever a PAD that stuck out to you? Like that was super dope. Yes. Um, shout out to Slimmies because... I love Slimmies. Yeah, I fuck with them boys. And I really, the number one thing that stood out to me was the guy doing the PAD was the owner of the brand. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is fucking dope. You know, if I'm a customer coming in here, I want to meet the owner of the brand. Like, I just could resonate with that so much. Like, just to hear them talk about their story. Like, 
for me as a consumer, if if I walk into a dispensary and you're the owner and you're talking to me, you're gonna sell me right away. Cause I'm gonna resonate with that. I'm gonna be like, mm -hmm. I'm a business owner too. I respect that. I respect you not only having a product and putting all the time into your brand, but you're fucking standing at the table. Your boots on the ground still. Yeah, boots on the fucking ground. Just and like you, you would have your employee doing. You, know? you hit the fucking nail on the head in the industry to me. The, it, that That's the piece of the puzzle in the cannabis industry that's so underestimated. Right. Is there so, and I work for, I've worked for startups that my current co-on who I love is a startup, but I think Slimmy's, it could be even considered a startup, but it's like, it, it takes somebody putting in the work like, oh, this guy, like you're saying, you, you gave you instant respect. Right. And that should not be underestimated in a game, but it is. It's because people want to pour money in. The fact that you had such a quick answer on that was awesome. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Slimmy's. I, they're going to be coming on the pod because I've met the owner at Hall of Flowers and I saw him at another event he was doing. I'm like, dude, I respect your game. Like yeah. you're saying. Nice. That's my dog. Yeah. They got their launch party next Thursday. I don't know if you're going or if you got the invite, but you should definitely I didn't get spot. the invite. I didn't get you got the invite now, Jack. Come on. You got the invite now, Jack. You I got I RSVP'd five for that reason. Damn. Okay, you coming yeah. too. I'm rolling through. They'll, 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 they'll recognize me. that Because no, we, right. we've been talking for a minute, but that that's so... because. You know, like we're saying in the space, dude, it's crazy. Is it's so saturated. So, yeah. how are you going to separate yourself? In my mind, to your point, is genuine. Yes. Just like in music, people only listen to genuine shit. Or like we said, like I was saying earlier, you can feel it. Right. You can feel it instantly with any brand. Right. Right. Absolutely. Like people come through the door. It's like, yo, is there like how genuine is your is your brand? And that and it should be so genuine that you don't have to be there. Obviously, that's just a push. But like. I guess that's a deeper level too, from your packaging to whatever. If, if it's a vape, a flower, a drink, edible, how genuine? How much? How how genuine does it come off to the consumer when they walk right in? Right, and then there's the whole other side of it too. Is like, for example, I love Seth Rogen. Okay, I love, love, love Seth Rogen. I'm not a movie guy. All of his movies are my fucking favorite. <laughs> but when we got his tree in, I didn't really like the packaging. The packaging was a pain in the ass to open. Doesn't have a seal. It has the weirdest fucking seal on it, bro. It was the strangest. It was like a Lego. The way that it was put to, It was so weird the way that this shit was put together. It was like so grown-up proof. I couldn't even open it to show customers at, at the dispensary I worked at that we will not speak of. Like a jack-in-the-box. We ain't fucking with them. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It was just not... It wasn't good packaging, in my opinion, right? And that's just my opinion. Um, but also, I just didn't love the tree. I didn't... Well, and I never tried it, but I just didn't like how much, how dense the buzz looked and how the eighth looked. You know what? I love hearing this hmm. for a couple of reasons. Because I recently heard who grew their stuff, which I, li I like who grows their stuff. Hmm. Um, but I know uh, uh, THC Design, which I know that you've smoked before too, grew yeah, love THC shit Design from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. But it's like that's the fact of the matter to me with the celebrity branding and that's why so many celebrity brands have flopped right? right it's like so you're telling me i can buy the same quality flower like you could literally buy and this is like no don't quote me on this anybody but like just an example like you could buy house plant for 70 and eighth just throwing numbers on my ass here or thc design for 45 right but it's Similar theoretically quality, cultivated by the same person. Yeah, yeah, cultivated, same quality flower, just with the hype behind it. Right. And that, and that's, I'm just bringing out an example. There's countless, any celebrity brand that's popped up has been grown by somebody that's legit. Right. But they tack on for their marketing, for the celebrity exposure, they tack on all this. And 
what I think they think is the consumer doesn't see that. Right. But they do. That's why a lot of these brands have flopped. And that's why Khalifa Kush had, did it pretty right with, because you even look at uh, the Khalifa Kush bottle, it has Floracal pretty small on it. Floracal mm-hmm. does pretty good shit. Right. But at least he puts it on there. I don't think it's on the houseplant. Right. Yeah. And, and that's just an example. And like, does Seth Rogen need to go do a 50 dispensary tour to promote his product? No. But imagine if he did. Well, that's where, you know? that's where I was going to say no. But you know who does? fucking jay and silent bob bro mm. kevin smith bro does work dude he does pad's dude basically he does a well they're events they're more he signs shit but like i've talked to like he actually goes and talks about tenders bro like, but tenders like right. oh he was the nicest guy ever like he gave me like kevin smith gave me a hug like right like he actually does that too i think bro. if seth rogan came to the dispensary yeah. and gave me an eighth of houseplant i would not be saying yeah this right now. yeah right i'd be like <laughs> fucking love houseplant right and I'm just saying because there's no, there's no background to it. It's like I know it's Seth Rogen's brand, but it comes in a shitty jar. I was a bud tender. I didn't get a sample of it. I didn't. I never tried it. Where the fuck are this? Is a celebrity Whoa. brand? And I talk about Where are the samples? Well, I talk about. The, I talk <laughs> what about the fuck, bro. You know? I, I talk about that shit all the time. Yeah. And samples, 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 bro. Like, are you really gonna spend X amount of dollars in marketing and doing this? And what not, is marketing and not, cannabis and, if and you're not, not sampling? Well, exactly, you know? and not give the people who are. You, bud tenders bro are salesmen like right. saleswomen like are you not going to give them the product like i knew when i was bartending if somebody if i never tasted it bro i wouldn't sell it exactly like, all it took was one taste a little drink of it and I'd be, okay i know what it tastes like now let me fucking push this now you can explain it and exactly when i was at the spot i would smoke you know something on my break and i go back after break like i just smoked this this shit right here is the yeah. one shout out source you know yeah definitely shout out to short shout, shout out, out source, source cannabis man. right now man my mama's yeah and shout out to my man's over there david you know it's it's love mm. it's big love with source they have fire i love source bro sure they were, they so were on this pod home. man they were they were one of my favorite podcasts i've had they kept it super real they had you had them on here yeah oh that's fire nice. yeah cool. yeah um the owners Oh, that's fire. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried their cannabis? Yeah. You're familiar with Source? Absolutely. They have, like, I don't know if you know, but it's indoor soil grown. So that's kind of the difference, like, and correct me if if I don't say anything right here, but, like, yeah, so a lot of people grow indoor and they do, like, hydroponic and different kind of things, but indoor soil grown is, like, the cleanest way. And, like, in cannabis, they can't put, like, the, the, like, stamp organic on things but like clean green certified yeah. is the cannabis term for organic and that's what they are and, nice. and they were the first ones to get that yeah and and even even you're 100 percent right and even like a step further too okay is with their um curing process oh, um tell us about it i'm i'm no expert let me say this first <laughs> <time>. <laughs> but what they do though is they cure everything in glass mm. there's a lot of especially when you're producing that much they're still maybe considered relatively small batch but for the, the amount they sell they're probably not but they cure everything in glass in a dark room so their employees have to go in there and that's what they were saying like sometimes like if if god forbid an employee knocks something down and breaks a glass we throw all that butt away or i'm sure they smoke it you know right. but okay. it's like but that's the level of quality they keep. They keep the soil grown to glass cured. And there's just really not that many people in the game because because it's such like, well, as soon as those plants are done, you got to dig them up, do all this shit. Like they're doing the extra steps and it shows in their flower. Right. 
because in the game it's like as a cannabis brand if you're really doing it all you gotta get that shit cultivated get it tested packaged i mean by the time it actually is ready to sell there could be two weeks of buffer between getting a tested package sent out to the shops and as a consumer i don't know if you look at it but when you go into a shop package date oh yeah when was this eighth package when was the flower put in the jar and it's like i at some points don't give a fuck (laughs) but a lot of people do yeah, you yeah. know, 100%. Because like, oh, it, it shows if it didn't sell, like, why didn't it sell even? And if I'm spending, yeah, exactly. And if I'm spending $70, 60 anything over 30 I mean, fuck, I don't I pay like, retail I anymore. Say, yeah. yeah, but, like, I haven't paid retail in a long time. But if I'm going to, I'm for sure making sure that package data is on point. Fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. That shit is, like... You know, yes. seventy. Well, and that's what. Well, that's what's going on in the industry right now, bro. It's it. There's so much like turmoil. It's like top brands have had to drop their shit. Like uh, I, most flower companies that I've talked to, or people in that space, or sales reps, like have they've dropped in the past six months to eight months. Their their the price of their eighth wholesale has dropped anywhere from probably two to eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. There's high-end Which indoors is crazy. going for under 20 and eighth now. That's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. And that's, what, and that's what happens though. And that's why the game's so fucked up is people come in and undercut people. Right. Because mm. they have the capital to do it. Or maybe they don't. Maybe that's just part of their plan. But it's like, but that's a slippery slope. There's only a couple brands who didn't drop their price and they did recently. Once again, don't quote me on this. It might've been like Alien Labs and maybe like CBX or something. And yeah. maybe they've still maintained that price range, but it's like everybody else is dropping. But I respected them not dropping it at first because there's a point where it's like, am I undervaluing my brand? Like my brand is, or my flower is still worth this, right? Right. But you got to play the game too. So it's kind of crazy. Game. Yeah. I mean, you can't just sit there and charge, charge, charge. It's like they are in business too. You got to move shit. And you're well, not in yeah. business to hold the flower. And, right? and I'm sure you've seen it in retail too, is I don't. I've seen it personally so many times where people come in like, what's on sale? What's the cheapest thing I can buy? It's about half the market. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah for real. 100%. Even in nice places. Like, it's like, yeah. it's mind blowing, which I get too. That's the way I buy shit. Like, oh, we got, buy an eighth, get an eighth for a penny. I'm like, fuck it. Right. I mean, it's, it's what makes the world go round, right? It's the whole point and price of the market. And yeah, it's just such an interesting game in California right now. Black market, white market. I don't know how much you talk about the uh, dark side of things here. A fair amount. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like it's very interesting between it all. And, you know, like I've been well, getting things hard. that come to me like, damn. Dude, that's why it's like. Fuck. Yeah, like it's rare for me to buy flour in a store. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. I It's rare because my boy will just give me a handful. Uh, give him a hundred bucks. I'll be like, grab handfuls of shit. I'm like, all right, like, cool. Like, right. And that's, but that's also the the beauty of the weed game. And those are my favorite, some of my favorite shops. Like I have favorite shops for different reasons, but like I think about shops, like if I was out of the weed game, if I wasn't selling it, like what shops would I want to go to? I want to go to like a shop that makes me feel like I'm buying it for my homie. Right. That's what I want personally. And I want to go like, for example, shout out to the syndicate. Um, and SoCal Co-op is like a, a company that we do some business with. I'm in like the branding Syndicate's business as dope. well. Yeah, so like we do like their um, promotional products are like water bottles, like t-shirts, hoodies, hats, all that kind of stuff for Syndicate. Um, and so I really fuck with Syndicate because they're, you know, seed to sale essentially. Like they're cultivating, they, ha- they have all the license. They're cultivating and then they're selling it. So as a consumer, 
if I had to go buy a tree right now, that's where I would go. Not just because I get my friends and family discount, <laughs> but because it's motherfucking, good. it's only $45 an eighth for their top shelf. Yes. Cap. You know what I mean? Like, you know that you're going to get that fire because they don't have to sell somebody else's product and put the price up. They get this shit, break it down, sell it like you're getting it from your own. Yeah. You know, so that's. And I, and I also shit. like, just for the syndicate for a second, I also like their vibe that they have like um of their like the shops it's like about? uh it's got that kind of speakeasy old school feel yeah exactly that brings it and it, it speaks to the old culture of cannabis in a way too and back to prohibition why shit was at least for me when i saw like an old school car outside maybe the one in woodland hills and then they have yeah. the other whichever i've been to all their location i forget which one it was that was the all, fallbrook one but I all of them have that dope old school vibe yeah they actually like had remodeled it fully like i remember when they did that the original SoCal co-op was on Ventura Boulevard in Tarzana. I was talking to my man Sam today about that shit. Uh, it, it's so crazy. You remember like when Master P, like all the Master P flavors were coming out I, back I, in the I, day, I, like the Great P. Yeah, and see, all that I don't, shit. I don't, I don't necessarily this remember that, yes, but I know that, I know that real. Master P is part owner or somehow involved with ice cream in Studio City. Uh huh. So they have an ice cream shop in there, um, but once again. I love Master P, no hate, but I don't feel like he's penetrating the culture as best as he could be. Yeah. Well, I just have brought his name up because SoCal Koa back in the day, I don't even think they do it anymore. I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> but like they used to have like the Master P and then they had like the Grape P, the Blueberry P, the Peach P, like all these different flavors of it. So what it was so crazy. Well, that's why they had the regular uh, the regular uh, Master P. They had I remember the Blueberry well, did, the well, grape, that's why and that's why it's crazy, crazy. is like, where did that all what, what happened? Like if if that was still No, but I'm saying like but like <laughs> if if Master P still had those strains popping in stores. Right. I guess that's why I said it cuz I haven't I've never smoked that or I've never even seen that. Yeah, that was like when I was in high school, that shit was popping. And then like SoCal, um, SoCal Co-op turned into the syndicate and they like super branded and did a bunch more stores. I think they have like seven stores now. Do you, do you ever go to NorCal? I have been, but not in a long time. Because I, I feel like that's the way, like, I feel like I've only been a couple times with just that OG vibe. Is, yeah. that, is that where you're from? Oh, I'm from Indiana. Oh, okay, but, but you spent some time up. Yeah, but yeah. I was up there in like Oakland and like over in like San Fran, and the gas is good up there. Yeah, lies. We got good gas. <laughs> I went there. I have a cool story about yeah. the cookies store. So like oh. back before cookies was even in LA, like literally, remember you know the Maywood one, the cookies Maywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the first cookies LA oh, was store. It? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that was the first cookies LA store, and so before that one. There was like a shop, uh, Connect the Coast, Connect the Coast, Coast Coast to Coast, Connect coast the Coast, coast is yeah, the yeah, homies yeah. out in uh, out in uh, Northern Eight Hundred Five. Yeah. Shout out to the, shout out to Sanctus and shit. Coast to Coast um, on Canoga Boulevard, I believe. They had like I remember back in the day, like one strain burners cookies. I was like, what the fuck? Like this is before any burner shit was in L.A. Wow. So you just heard about the hype and cookies and burner. And this was like, you know, when like Migos put out fucking that one joint. What was it? The big ass Migos joint. Uh, Steph Ray? No, the fucking. Uh, In Montana? No, what am I thinking of? Whatever, where they well, talk about cookie in a hot box. Yeah, yeah, bad and bougie. 
where they talk about smoking on cookie in a hot box. Like maybe that was after, but there was so much hype about cookies, yeah. cookies, cookies. And I was dating this chick at the time and I shot a music video one night in Malibu. And then me and her linked up that night and drove to San Fran. And I swear my- Tell me more. My whole fucking, <laughs> my whole fucking motivation, brother, to go out there was to go to the cookie store. That was the only reason I wanted to go to San Fran. Like, I was like, we're going to go on this trip, whatever, with this chick. But, like, I wanted to go to the cookie so bad, bro. And I went into the cookie store. That was before it was prepackaged. They had the big jars out. Just Ooh, like, I missed that. They pulled me out. Like, here's the Gelato 41. Here's the Gelato 33. Here's lemonade. Like the original lemonade strain, Man. you know. They had like Khalifa Kush there, like just all it's different. the classics. Yeah, they don't even jet let you fuel. Like smell it no more. Yeah, no, I mean, some I, do. I don't know what's going on with. I'm a tread lightly here. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but with the with lemonade. Yeah. Like, I'm yet to walk in any lemonade dispensary. Really? When there's somebody else in there. What you mean? Like I've never. It sounds so fucked up. <laughs> I, I go at weird times, but like there's never like I've gone to lemonade dispensaries, bro, and there's like oh, there's no, like not that there's many nobody in there. ever in there, bro. I'm uh -huh. like, how are you doing this? Like, yeah. Have you done PADs there? No, no. I've, they oh. haven't been an account. Uh, I try to get into it more with my last brand, like for for Koan, they they just don't fit our demographic really, you yeah. know, or in our target audience. But you just mean as a consumer just as a consumer but i would go in there back a lot like to these other ones because I, I used to visit 50 shops a week right mm. so i go in all these places but like lemonade and even cookies that were around in la that i would go in i'm like How are why, why aren't they popping yeah yeah and i would go at, granted i would go at hours that were better to talk to people right that's what i'm saying like take this with a grain of salt but it's like right. that's the crazy thing about retail right it's like what's going on there too you know it's like it's it's hard, bro. It's yeah. hard. I mean, but you look at Cookies Melrose, right? I don't know if you saw they just did, you know, Fools Gone Wild is like this big, like, Hispanic Instagram community. And, like, Fools Gone Wild and Burner and Cookies, like, just did a collab. So, like, at the fucking Cookies Melrose, they just had, like, a liner on the block doing all this promo. Burner's there doing whatever, like... Think about the asset that Burner is and then any collab that they can do with these big artists. It's like, sure, maybe their business is slow six days a week or 20 days a month. Yeah. But if they can have one huge promotional yeah, day, yeah. bring in their business for the month in one yeah. day. Yeah, real shit. So it's like it can stay slower because they at any point can just pull the card. Well, well that, but that's a crazy know? thing about these Melrose shops in general. The cannabis or the dispensaries, at least, is all I can speak for is... There's so much foot traffic there. But once again, I've hit all those shops up too. And like you're saying, they have their pop and day where they have a big event and stuff. But it's like, in general, it should be more pop. It blows my mind that they're not more popping. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I would bet you like a syndicate does more business. I would too. I mean, I, I don't know. I would, it's really it hard It depends which location. Well, that's why locations, location, See. location, location is crazy. Right. But I will say to the point is cookies is dope i fuck with cookies i love their brand i love, love burner them. you know i've never like been like a huge burner music fan but i've definitely bumped his music a fair amount his but, new album crazy 
and, and he keeps that chilling. He's got that. He reminds me of never even said this before. He reminds me of like a stoned out gangstar with a monotone uh-huh. flow almost. He pulling that shit out. Yeah, I, I, like love it. Shit. <laughs> I, like, I love this shit. I love this shit. Yeah, he definitely is kind of just on some like super chill laid back shit. But yeah, his new album, uh, what's it called? Gotti. I'm pretty sure it's not like super new anymore. But that's his was latest. Crazy. Yeah, his latest album. Man, he's dope and, and and to to clarify no hate on cookies lemonade or anything <laughs> i'm just speaking my time in the field you know just being on the ground doing shit but it's like i do i love i love the weed that they had with ross oh yeah the collins Ave yeah joint. that shit was fire that shit was fire pink rose yeah the pink the rose too. was good too yeah the lemon pepper yeah the lemon pepper was hidden i had to get that i went to the uh i don't know if i ever told you this we were in las vegas doing a magazine venture at the time and cookies las vegas had opened while i happened to be out there oh well so i made my boy andrew like go with me like at like 5 a.m to the cookie store and we like waited there all morning it's fucking hot as hell in vegas oh, yeah. and we're like standing outside for like hours but we have a vlog on our YouTube, and it's like our most viewed video on our YouTube. Right now. Watch that shit. I'm Straight probably, up. Give me, yeah. uh, I'm gonna put the link below for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? Put that link right, right here, right here. Right below. Click right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? That shit crazy. Rick Ross in it, Burner in it. Dude, crazy. I'm I'm excited for Vegas, bro. Cause like so with these shots, I like lounges are a huge focus for us. Yeah. So like. Vegas is gonna be the next hot ticket to fucking make that happen, it's, sure. and it's just dope to see like people, because a lot of people don't even want to be next to people that are like blazing up, which I get to. Uh, that's why I like the artistry lounge where where we'll smoke up. Yeah, so. is because you can drink cocktail, you can drink cannabis cocktails, and you can smoke there. But like, there's lounges because it's down to the city, you know, to decide like, oh, this is gonna be a non-smoking lounge. This right. will be edible lounge. Mm-hmm. Just some bullshit, but it, it, I've gotten from the last company I've worked for in Koan too. I've probably gotten twenty to, then I'm probably thirty to forty people who are probably fifty to seventy years old, high or like I've given them their first cannabis experience. Oh shit, that's so cool. And like, cause I'll I'll serve them a low dose drink and I'll come back and check and like, oh, what is this like? Cause they're like all worried, like oh, you know the whole stigma, no, they're freaking out. And I'm like, yo, just chill. Drink some of this, wait 10, 15 minutes, and it's like, it's rewarding to me to like f- right. see that. Yeah. Right. And like, it's just like, to kind of cure yeah, it's like, their yeah, mindset. Yeah, it's like, yo, chill. And then they're like, I, it's just cool to see like somebody who was probably a weed hater for 40 years, like <laughs> all of a sudden, like kind of high. Like, right. okay, this is cool. <laughs> they should probably like, I should have been doing this years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I would still be married. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, shit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as fuck hilarious yeah cause some of them sh- like he has all these drinks some are like CBD heavy yeah. some are THC and then everything in between yeah so yeah I've seen him like really break it down to customers in the shop and it's like it's really cool that's fire it's an interesting product so yeah th- this one right here is the one I'm that I've gotten a lot of these people feeling is one milligram THC what, how much CBD? 15 CBD. 15 to 1. So, you have, you know, I mean, the average person, or if you smoke, it's like just chill out. Yeah. But, like, but you know, even people that smoke like myself, I enjoy it. It's kind of just a little anxiety relief because I'm super fucking anxious right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing, but. Nice. But this is one I drink the most, but play. But that's why, honestly, though, 
I'm a, if I had to choose one way to smoke, it'd be a joint followed by a blunt. Or I say one way to consume cannabis. Right. But drinks, though, dude, like drinks yeah. are the shit, though, because they're low key. Like, I could bring this anywhere, drink right. this anywhere. Not gonna smell. I'm gonna feel fucking good. Right. Uh, that's why I joke around to people like during these events and shit. I'm like, where was this shit in high school for me? Uh, right. Right. You'd fucking wake, wake me up somewhere. I'd just be like, Facts. I would have been <laughs> off that shit. I would have Yo, that Jack, shit. the bell's ringing, bro. Uh, like, <laughs> is it? I, I guess I used to smoke Dutch Master. That was the, the shit in the East Coast was the Dutch oh, Masters. Dutch is, yeah. Yeah, Dutchess was it. I smoked my first one recently, like two weeks ago, to my just to my face. It was, it was yeah. small. It was probably like a gram, gram and a half. That's good. But that's, a good that's a good that's one. A good but size. I smoked a whole fuck. Like I, I don't need much. Like, yeah. I, but then right. I was like, oh shit. Right. You ever smoke backwoods and shit or frontos? Do you know about you know what fronto leaf is? Yeah, I, uh, I prefer fronto over uh, backwoods. Why? He knows. But I, I, I prefer Dutch's over all of them. Nice. But. You I don't know, like the dentist sometimes because like when you split it, it kind of like. Also, yeah, that's why the if it's the if it's the fat Dutch when you unroll it yeah. when you unroll the leaf. Oh, oh you that's got a real Dutch. real one. Yeah, okay. yeah. I never use. I only use the ones that the come. Cigarillos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. They can crack weird and and it's by re, like I, I when I moved to Kansas, everybody was smoking Swishers and White Owls. Right. That's all they smoke. So so I got <laughs> so I fuck with those too. That's yeah. what we used to smoke out here, you uh -huh. know, and then backwoods got super popular was that why was that was it a, like a hip-hop thing you think i think so hip-hop started super like i mean obviously backwoods been popular forever yeah, you know like biggie talk about smoke backwoods and dutchies yeah. you can't touch me <laughs> like you know it's it's been there you know but i think backwoods became super popularized in hip-hop culture and then that made it more like popular you know and yeah, there's even that show that they do. I don't know what channel it is. Like, roll in a backwood with name the famous artist, whoever Yeah, it is. on Complex oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, Complex. yeah, yeah. Smart show idea. For sure. Inspire. And everybody show they different, like, techniques. The techniques, yeah. Yeah. I saw one. I forgot who it was. They, they did the one, like, I'll be doing. Like, I water it and, like, rinse it. Right. Dry it. And then they be like, well, you do all that? Oh, absolutely. Right. You know my favorite? like hack that my boy showed me from Jersey was like after I went back to visit after I moved away. So after you peel the leaf off and then you split it, but after you peel the outer leaf off, he right. would, he would have a beer or he had a can of soda at the time and you, cause of the condensation on the can, he would take the outer leaf and wrap it around the can and it would stick and keep it moist. And then he would break, split that down the middle, tear out the cancer paper, roll it up. And then the leaf would still be wet. He might lick it a little bit after, but like the condensation step yeah, on there. I was right. like, oh, that was dope. I, I, That's I, I, I thought That's it was cool. Yeah. Right. That yeah, is I never thought about that. I never thought about that either. Because, yeah, we always what? like will wash it if you could or yeah, like yeah. whatever. When you say, well, just throw it on some water to. Like, yeah, throw it under the yeah. sink. And, and if then you're then not. Like, and do you roll it top. right after that? Or do Absolutely. you. Well, you dry it a little bit first. With a lighter? Paper towel. Paper towel. Okay. Yeah. Do it like that, you know, make sure you get like a little bit of water out so it's not like super drenched. And then you take it and you stuff it with the weed, roll it. You really don't have to lick it as much because it's yeah. already still kind of moist. So all you got to do is maybe do like a light lick and then just fucking seal it. And it's, I really hate when people like s just slobber it down. Like I'd be like, yeah, you can have that. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. I don't know. It's Sometimes you have to, though. I mean, yeah, like, if it's a if it's dry a, if it's got ass a, leaf. a huge fucking vein thing on yeah. it, like a branch, 
then yeah, you're going to have that, to. And that was right. the thing with backwoods for me, too. It's like I got some backwoods that were solid, but then I buy a fair amount that were just had so many stems and the fat fucking going through. And I'm like, the dushes were, I always will, was like leaning towards a dutch anyway. Oh, yeah. When you buy yeah. a pack of backwoods, you just already know three of them's probably going to be solid or maybe two of them going to be right. solid and then three going to be fucked up because yeah. they got them big ass branches in them but you can always cut around yeah it's all about knowing how to shape your shit and like if you smoking backwards you definitely should be like washing it because it get all of like the extra tobacco it, yeah. and it's chemical like in there, yeah, yeah. chemical whatever and when you wash it you see yeah. all that brown shit coming off there it's exactly like, oh, even like when you wash it put it on the paper towel and put the other <laughs> you know what i mean then you pull it off you're like, oh my god that was what i'll be smoking like right it's hella brown yeah i had a friend one time i forget who it was but he smoked and he like put a paper towel like in between like his mouth and the thing and then like showed me and it was like hella brown on this shit and i'm like why you show me this dog yeah, like i realize it's not the healthiest habit right, right? You okay just, why you ruining my high bro He's right like, <laughs> right and now i gotta be thinking about this right i'm in my head now right i mean that's why the glass tips are cool though they are they better i like it like that too with the glass tips yeah the glass is like super clean i, I even like doing do putting filters in it I've tried that and like the homies like you tripping. I put a filter inside the backwoods. I'm rolling it and like that's good too because you get less of that brown shit on your lips. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. And it smokes smoother. It's not as. That's why I love. That's why like a J to me is hard to beat. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice little spliff. Well, also too. That's why bongs are dope too. Like and that's why I need to smoke more pieces. I need to get better pieces. But it's like. The J is hard. And there's something about rolling it up that's just peaceful to me. It's oh, that's therapeutic. For, I, I like say that all the time. That's exactly listen, what I really say. It really is. I like yeah. writing songs and rolling. Like when I'm writing yeah. and rolling. It's like, be kind of zone and for shit. For real. Yeah. And it's the craziest shit ever. That should be a yeah. song, writing and rolling. <laughs> right. <laughs> for real. Okay, you, you got me. <laughs> right. <laughs> now he goes straight for us. Right, he goes straight for us. Yeah. Okay, he's on it. Let's go. I'm just peeping over like I'm like, dang, we've been rocking for three hours. No way. Not playing. Oh. I was oh. saying, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I don't know how like, long we've been going. We've been chopping it up heavy. Oh, then. I'll play this hour, <laughs> hour 20, hour 20. Fire. Oh, that's fire. But that's the beauty fire. of it, you fire. know? That's why it's like, it's just fun, man. I I almost sometimes wish like conversations I have just would be like recorded. For sure. We're kicking and talking like be on that like fucking what's his name uh, fucking uh, Gary V shit oh uh, yeah. yeah I got 10 fucking cinematographers <laughs> around me let's fucking go that's the goal oh, that's mom, the goal, yo. be fucking humble right yo Gary V's the man dog <laughs> I got on him real. through Nip oh for real yeah I seen him interview Nip yeah and that was the first time I ever heard of Gary V yeah and I was like you never heard of Gary V I was like never and it's like, you need to get hip. And from that moment, I was just watching him all the time. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram. Gary V's the legend. No, for sure. He's just so interesting. Such an interesting guy. For, yeah, yeah. The first video I ever saw was him on a New York street corner just <laughs> ranting. <laughs> and I'm like, I fucking like this guy. Yeah. He's just going off. I'm like, but that's what I think about. Because his whole, the biggest thing I took from him that I don't do enough is like, don't worry about making content, just document shit. Damn. And I'm like, that's where I'm slipping though. Like, I need to get better at that. Yeah. Like, just real shit. Like, on the day-to-day, -day, like, I don't put out that much. But, I, like, I feel like sometimes I do pretty cool shit. Or maybe it's mundane, but it's also, like, be an insight to people. It's yeah. cannabis-based, whatever. Like, that's yeah. what I took from him, and I'm just slacking on it. 
Well, no. I think just building your team, building your leverage, building everything. So it's mm -hmm. like with Underground, like we have a very like um, something that people want to be a part of, right? So it's pretty fairly easy to like have a lot of people that want to come and work with us and create the content and boom, boom, boom. So it's like the more that you're doing for your own stuff, the more that other people are going to want to get involved. Mm -hmm. And the more that you can put on other people, the more that you'll grow and all that. So it's really hard to do it all on your own, you know? So when's, uh, so. when's the first underground uh, cannabis product coming out? I mean, I don't have any plans. Underground, uh, underground. Uh, I could see this start like a dope fucking underground pre-roll with that logo on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of thoughts about things. Um, you know, we're just trying to build a brand to where we want it to be. Like something cannabis related with underground is like I have a photo shoot for our next magazine. Um, it's basically broke up into like three different days for reasons I can't explain on air right now. Sure. But basically we have different people that we do shoots with and for different reasons it'll be on different days. But I have a weed brand called Roadrunners. Shout out to Roadrunners LA. Shout out to my boy Alex. Um, they're going to sponsor the shoot. You got me? So like these artists at different levels in their career will be at our shoot and they'll be accommodated with free cannabis and then that brand will get a little bit of exposure if hopefully they could hold up their bag and get some photos. So a little bit of cross-branding with some cannabis, you know? That's kind of how that, And that's what I was alluding know. to earlier, that's the missing key. Yeah. Is that's, that's what brands need to be doing. Right. They need to be doing exactly that. Right. On the ground moves. Right. With people that actually care and actually enjoy the product. Exactly. And then now this brand can get some dope artists to have their weed in their hand and then vice versa now the artist is sharing about the product and it's just like growing that's how and then that's the, how cookies blew well, up and, then, and then even the artist is smoking it two days later got a fat fucking backward rolled up and like oh shit this shit's good what are we smoking like oh this is my sponsor roadrunner like oh go check that shit out right Man. exactly that's the, the that's what i keep thinking so much is like why like that i feel like that mentality has been almost lost but it's so it's so amazing that it kind of has been because there's so much there's so much potential there right. for the old school hustle yeah. it's underestimated yeah try to bring a lot back of the old school hustle yeah. like you said to the modern business you know um and yeah in terms of cannabis branding stuff with underground i've had a lot of ideas you know with like with the white label type of thing you can do there's so many opportunities all the time right like if i had a big rapper that said that they wanted a strain and I could co-brand with Roadrunners and make it Underground Roadrunners presented by whoever, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that's that's like a no-brainer. So anything like that could happen anytime. It's just about developing the brand to get it to where I want it to be, to where we can do that kind of stuff. I respect so, that more yeah. than I can even say in words because I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm like, I, I have so many grand ideas, but I'm like, I just need to build like an actual real shit like a group a community like you're saying like a community of people who want to kick it yeah and focus and on where your, you start on your yeah. goal you yeah. know like don't like like i'm in the magazine business so like that's i'm trying to like execute the magazine business to double xl source status you know mm -hmm. and until i'm there i can't do anything else obviously i'm being an artist and doing what i need to do blah 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 but it's like that's the business we're in so the minute i start to now be like oh i'm doing cannabis i'm doing this i'm doing that it's like we're losing focus from the magazine and that, you know, and let's let's get the magazine to where we want it to be. Then we can do everything fucking else we want to do. You Hit know? that goal. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. So the company, the magazine's bigger than me. And that's like the mindset that I've always had is like, I'm trying to build something bigger than me. You get me? Like, because mm. that can be everything. That can be cannabis. It can be Pofsky signs himself to underground records that has a JV with Rock Nation, for example, right? That could be something. Mm. I could have just manifested that right now. That's the goal is to get a JV at some point for the company and sign myself, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it'll come first with the magazine. Do you laser focus on the magazine, everything else will come. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely focused on myself as an artist too and shit, you know, and like all the other things that I need to do. But like in terms of the goal for the magazine, it's the magazine, you know, keeping yeah. a keeping a clear goal, I guess is the point. And with that, too, I guess, in terms of, like, bringing on other brands and sponsors and stuff, you don't want to, like, dilute it too much, right? Like, that's yeah. what I thought about even for my shit. I've had, spon like, I've had some people sponsor videos and podcasts and shit, but then I'll get, like, whack. Not whack. Or I've had a fair amount of whack people hit me up, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to, like, actually believe in this and promote this, bro. Right. Yeah. So it's, like, keeping, keeping, trying to keep the lights on while also it's trying to stay true. Absolutely, right. and that's why I called. That's why I named it True Buds in the first place. It's like I just want to be like true to everything. Right. True that's Buds, right. like True Buds, is a pun on like weed and also like my homies. Yeah, like True Friends. Like true Buds, shit. yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Like, and just if you if I boil anything down at the end of the day, the most important thing I think for me a lot of times is being true or yeah. real. You can call it real. You can call it honest, true, whatever the word may be. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's how I kind of work and that's and that's why i'm fucking vibing with what you're saying so hard because i've had so many thoughts i'm like all i have to do is keep building the brand and everything else will come yeah okay. absolutely absolutely it's it's got to be that long-term thought you know so in goal yeah absolutely yeah the long-term game is crazy right for sure but that's where it's at and that's um, some gary v shit too you know real but it's like that's one of the things i saw that he was talking about but he was blowing my mind because he was talking to like 14, 11, 12 year olds. Right. So I was like, yo, I got this idea, and my mom and my dad want me to go to school, but I don't want to go to school. I want to do this idea. And he, he said, well, <laughs> don't go to school. Go and find you somebody, your aunt that lives in California, go sleep on her couch for the summer right. and make that happen. He right. said, I'll get your flight <laughs> to California. You just got to promise that you're going to do I was like, yo, Gary V's the realest one. Yeah. I, I, I got to look that up and see the update and see if the little guy really did it. Right. Because that, that's crazy. Like, yeah. in today's day age, is just wild. Like, the youngins are, like, way advanced right. than I know I was when I was, like, 12, 13. I wasn't even thinking about. Yeah, more empowered these days. Exactly. You know? With more resources. Like, the phone is crazy. Like, you can right. do a lot of stuff. Your computer. Um, you unfortunately, know when I was that age, we didn't have all of the technology we got today, right. which is crazy, but it's beautiful to see a lot of these kids is just blowing up with their ideas and, and they're like, like huge ideas. Right. And like, yeah, the whole like TikTok game, which I'm out of, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. People, like my sister, oh, my friend is popping off. I'm like, damn, like, this shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Even I'm still really trying to figure out how to get into that correctly. You know, I don't, I've posted one thing on my TikTok. It was just like my music video, same clip I put on my IG. It's like, you have to learn how to create content for that. Exactly. You know, like you don't, somebody told me some value, inf valuable information. Like you don't post TikTok, you don't post Instagram content on TikTok and vice versa. Mm -hmm. You create content for TikTok and then you create content for Instagram. 
two different you know, things. It's two y- different worlds. Yeah, it's interesting. And like people on TikTok are more interested in seeing like somebody broke it down to me like this, like how it was made versus like on Instagram, you're showing them like the final product. Like on Instagram, I'm gonna post the music video clip of the promotional one that I'm pushing and it could run ads and that's just like general. TikTok, they wanna see behind the scenes, they wanna see the models, they wanna see me like walking into the space, finding it, talking to my guy, like, and I know this, I just haven't executed it yet, but I know that's what people wanna see, you know? It's a whole nother so. um, set of things to like learn and like apply. And like, and yeah, like, and just do, yeah. right. And like you said, yeah. it's less of like waking up and being like, oh, today I'm gonna shoot TikTok content. Just more like today I'm going to a meeting at a studio and I'm going here and I have an interview and then we're going here after. The, and it's mm-hmm. like someone could just be filming or I could just be filming on my phone. You well, know? That's, like, what, that's what I realized too is like, I need to start doing more is like just sh- shooting it and maybe I don't m- maybe I don't use it right but just do it just right. to get used to it more right because I, yeah it's it's crazy but I'm also the type of dude who goes like live in the woods for like a while and be cool like by <laughs> <Yeah>. myself <laughs> like disappear sure. like with a fat bag of weed like all right uh, don't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> for sure that I feel that that's some real shit <laughs> for real for real it's <laughs> always it's always a line to walk you know yeah and that's the goal get hella successful and then just dip right and then you can do that shit you ain't gotta right? worry about all that have you guys shit. seen this um i saw it earlier when i was scrolling through youtube this like a uh, mace and diddy beef that's going on oh yeah yeah man. for sure i follow i've been following the heavy because you know mace coming up was like the guy and of course diddy is just diddy of course yeah but i don't know who to believe because it's like Mace been crying the same story for years, like, and Diddy never really paid no attention, but now he's finally speaking on it, which is crazy. Right, but, on the breakfast yeah, club and shit. Yeah, was like, it's I, really like, crazy. he owes me $3 million. How does he say I owe him money? I'm like, oh, right. shit, this is getting fucking spicy. I'm not going to lie, not that I fucking know either of them personally, but I'm probably going to take Diddy's side of it as the fact of like he's tried and true in the game yeah i mean i don't look like when you're an exec (laughs) like that i don't think that there's things that are in place that mace is happy about but he probably signed those deals and then yeah yeah or didn't know or did know and and wasn't at the point to say otherwise at the time it's like I don't, how can you be mad at somebody who gave you all these opportunities and all these different type of things? Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, I, I, it's so much detail. Yeah, it's like, how it's can you really stuff analyze that we probably it? probably don't even really know, but that he probably hasn't brought up. But I don't know. I, it's stories that are recurrent. Like a lot of artists from that label from that time have said, I don't have any money. Or like a few of them have died and didn't yeah. have any money. That's what Mace was kind of saying. But he, I don't know. He was basically like, he had to late years later down the line, literally go and get things little by little to get his shit back. But I don't know. I don't really don't know. Cause you know, when Diddy, he's the fucking owner of the label. So of course he's probably gonna put some, you know, he's gonna get his shit back first before you see it, of course. Cause right. he's the owner. Whether so. you like it or not. You know, right? But I don't know. It's it's a fine line. I feel like in today's time, us as artists now, we have too much uh, resources to have those kind of experiences happen, and we should be kind of more on our game 
right going in so we won't have these kind of stories down the line when we like 50 and say oh such and such owes me he didn't pay me for what he owed me from this time and all that kind of stuff but you know people to come from nothing so when they get the opportunity and your, your life changes in like 48 hours right it's like are you really asking questions or right. are you just like I mean, Fuck it. i'm on a jet yeah. i'm on right. a jet i'm touring i'm making songs in the studio with these people but you know mace i feel like mace um i watched the interview he did a million dollars worth of game he yeah. was talking on there i was watching that he's too. been investing in other artists coming up like fafio he yeah, and then and they called it. him out for some shit. So, like, what? Kind I'm of just shit? like, yo, what's going on? He told me I'm Diddy 2.0. I'm like, yo, <laughs> well, this is low losing well, that's, his mind. Well, the way the way ones again providing like my obviously not in the game perspective, just outside the game is like, yo, I haven't heard about Mace since I was like 15. Yeah, and like right. in the past two years, he's been popping up. So it's like in my in my videos and what my algorithm or whatever the fuck I see or talking to people, and that shit that that to me is like Diddy's been in the game. Like to your point, kind of is like Diddy's been and steady in the game. Yeah, the whole time. I don't know what you've been doing, Mace, but I just seem like you're almost trying to get a check. I think so. Yeah, but I feel like he could owe Diddy because you know he just retired out of nowhere. Right, like he was the hottest artist and then he just was like i'm not doing music no more and he I'm said that he like didn't that. recoup the album or something yeah, right it's, he said he owes me three million dollars because he was supposed to do another album and he never mm, did it right so that makes sense it sure. makes sense how he could say he owes him three million dollars but did he probably right. ain't tripping off that three million he's only saying it because Hell he's because saying, it's principle you know what i'm saying how right. you gonna say i owe you money and you owe me money like, right and maybe <laughs> it, maybe it's not like he borrowed the money from him but yeah maybe they made an agreement with a projection of three million and if I'm a fucking businessman and put a projection on an artist and they sign a contract, I don't care if you didn't borrow the money or not. You made an agreement that we was going to make this money together. Mm -hmm. So now I didn't make it. Right. So and again, we we're just talking hypothetical and shit. Yeah. But I really liked what Diddy said in the Breakfast Club interview where he's like, we going to get the story straight. We're going to get all these people to come like. How can you argue with that? Yeah. He's really telling you like, no, nah, I'm going to bring locks up. We're going to yeah. talk about how they threw the fucking refrigerator out the window or so you know what i'm talking about that crazy story like yeah he said he threw a fridge at diddy or some shit jada I yeah like, yo jada a little guy <laughs> yeah like threw a refrigerator out of the fucking second story of a building or yeah, something crazy wilding, yo, like why <laughs> yeah but there's so many crazy stories but think about how big bad boy was at the time think about how many big artists they had yeah. Think about being Diddy in that point. I mean, people are going to fucking hate you, bro. It just yeah. is what it is. Nobody and, really, hip-hop wasn't really making money money until Diddy came into the picture. Right. I mean, they were doing okay, but as soon as Bad Boy launched and, like, all right. these artists, that's when they was, like, doing stadiums, selling out shows, and, like, everything he touched. And during that time period, right. that run, it just was hitting chart after chart. Like, I think he had the most songs on the Billboard at one time. Really? From multiple artists. Not just his label. But Mariah right. Carey's and like all these people, like they was calling, like, "Can I get a feature? Can I get a remix?" And right. it's like, "Yeah, easy." Right. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it comes down to like, at least in this Mace thing is like, always, regardless, right? Beef sells. Oh yeah. So that, what's what's Mace gonna a, do? Drop drop his album? Yeah. What, what's he gonna like? Well, he's doing a tour right, right now. Him, oh, Jada, yeah, him, Jada, and, and Cameron. Uh, Cam, yeah. And you, him and Cameron had beef for years. Really? But they finally squashed it. And now they're doing a tour and they're doing an album together. Yeah, It's yeah. like an EP or album. Oh, really? Jada, I didn't know that. Cam yeah, and Cam Mace. And Mace yeah. So I feel like that probably is just like a ploy to like, 
get some coverage going on him again with this kind of talk. Right. But you never know. It's always two sides to a story. And Mace is one of those people that always got receipts. Right. So if he say, did he owe him, I'm sure he's going to come back with these these receipts to show. Like, yo, this you owe me from this. You owe me from that. He yeah. was basically saying from tours. Mm-hmm. When he first came out, they were doing tours. But they weren't, like, getting paid. They were doing promo. Uh-huh. And promo is free. Right. So you ain't getting paid. You just, you, it's an opportunity. Right. So, like, you got a single out? All right, this is your opportunity to promote the single Make it pop up, and then you'll get paid. Which helps you get paid more. You know what I'm saying? So you but, have to have you know, that perspective. You got to look at it as just one of those things. You got to um, take one of those, take losses to make big wins. Sometimes those right. little things are like. Minor setbacks. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. for the end goal. Like, if you always plan the end goal, that little stuff right there is just like, yeah, that's cool. But we're going to get paid right. big bucks down the line. It's just a starting, a stepping stone, you know? Right. But then people get greedy when they look back Bam. at money and they're like, oh, shit, Diddy made $500 million or something, right? Or, like, close to being a fucking billionaire probably. Right. Like, I, you know, didn't see a million or something or $3 million to Mace is not $3 million to Diddy. Right. Like you said. So it's like, of course Mace going to fight for that three M's, right? But, like, Diddy, Well, like, now he's come, like, but he, it, it was his choice, though, kind of, right? Like Basically. You could have yeah. said no to the free promo. No, no, promo. no. Well, he could have not just retired basically oh yeah basically when you i just feel like when you do things it always has uh not well it's consequence almost it's like whatever you do it has some kind of a repercussion you know what i'm saying so with you retiring at the height of your career what do you think is gonna happen right you think diddy's just gonna like okay yeah go ahead start your church right (laughs) no you owe me like you have to pay back right even though we friends our agreement states that we're supposed yeah, to yeah, that's some real shit. We're supposed just, to generate yeah. this amount that we're supposed to do. It's a business, music business. At the end right. of the day, business. That word is like the biggest word because yeah. the music shit you could do in your sleep, but it's the business side that's gonna keep you around for a long time. Right, and people definitely, I think, in terms of music business and friendship, bam, it is like really hard. You mm-hmm. know, I know he's gone through it. I've gone through it. It's tough, you know. The lines get blurred so fast, you know. As soon as you see the dollars, yeah. In that's there. why I'm a, a big fan of like not being in the music industry again. Though is like just throwing a piece of paper down. You're my homie. Let's sign this. Let's put it. On, let's document it. Like I, I respect a handshake deal as much as the next person, but I feel like just putting more shit in writing is like what Damn. I try. Yeah, because it's, that can go so far. Be like, yeah, we we homies and we make. You know, an agreement. But as soon as something goes south, it changes. Yeah, right. and it's like that handshake never existed. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh, we never had an agreement together." But yes, we did. We went to this place. You yeah. can get details of where we were and who was there. Yeah, and you know, I don't. It's it's just really a fine line when it comes to that. But with business, you always got to be on. From my experience, you always got to just be on it, no matter if it's a friend or not a friend. You just got to be on your business because. It's just the worst feeling when you like <laughs> when you're just in a worst situation and you don't know what the fuck like yeah what to uh, do or how to come back from the situation, but it's all learning experiences too. You gotta yeah. like fail in order to be like super successful to learn from your mistakes to get greater. You know so yeah real shit yeah and I think in terms of like the handshake versus the contract argument, 
I agree with what you're saying. Like, I think putting more in writing is good and great. But would you even write a contract with somebody you didn't even trust, right? Well, so I, I, like, I well, yeah, honestly, I, I, I used to like for the first like thirty podcasts I did, I had everybody sign the contract. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my content forever. Then I got more chill about it. But now I'm like, I kind of want to get back on that level. Like, I've never had anybody talk beef or start any drama with me. But I always just wanted to own everything. Right. Because yeah, I was putting in the work. I was paying all the money. I was producing everything. That's And, and I had yeah. to contract it back at my back because I'm talking about cannabis. And in my head, I'm like, I never know what this person might think of cannabis 10 years from now. That's true. Right. Maybe they all of a sudden have a new wife, a new kid, and they want to mm -hmm. take my shit down. Or they right. want to. Well, then that's, that's why point. I did it. But then I took a step back, and I'm more on the handshake deals. But I'm, I guess I'm saying that because I want to hop back into just because like because at the end of the day, I respect somebody. You want me to sign this, bro? You put in all the work. I'll sign this. Like you, you're producing this whole album. You want me to do a vocal on it? Whatever. I'm talking my ass, obviously, but I'll sign this because you let me in your circle real quick. Right. I think it's like look, like with underground and any agreement we do with any artist, business, brand, whatever. They signed something, absolutely. But I'm not gonna do anything with them if I don't even think that it, if I'm trying to explain something to them and I don't think they're receptive of that and if I don't <laughs> think they can keep their word and stuff, then I'm not even gonna do it in the first place. Yeah, it's not worth your time. Waste your time. So I think like anybody that I would make a handshake agreement with is somebody that I would do a contract with and vice versa. I think you do the contract to solidify a business on a certain level, right? If you, I'm just giving you an example. If you have your podcast and you have a guest come and sign their rights to say that you have them on there or not, whatever, you put out the podcast and it only gets X amount of growth based on whether it's your podcast or based on whether it's their level of uh, notoriety, let's say. If no one sees it, it doesn't even matter whether you signed it or not, right? You get what I'm saying? So, Well, that's where I'll disagree, though, uh -huh. because I think the signing isn't necessarily about what who's it's not about the eyeballs that are going to see it it's more about like a man it, it's more about the, just a deal a man to man deal or a man to woman deal it's more right. about the deal than what's going to happen afterwards to me yeah. right your word right exactly and i i guess i just say that to say like it's the same on both and if i could trust your word then i'm gonna sign the contract with you and then vice versa but i think that when it comes to what does that paper mean you only need the signed contract if you're going to take someone to court. If you're going to pursue legal action, why would you pursue legal action? Because there's money that's made, right? So it's like, am I going to sign a contract with a photographer for underground? Yes, right? If that's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. But if they don't follow their word, what am I going to take them to small claims court for $500? You get what I'm saying? It's no, no, like, I, I'm following you. I get what you're saying. I, I do. But I guess where I'm coming from is like even the act of signing it shows me that you like actually are down with it too. For sure, All like you're absolutely yeah. serious, yeah. right? More than just willing to. No, but no, I fuck with, and sure. like I'm saying, like dude, I've been doing I've been doing more and more style handshake shit, and and I fuck with that. But I just at the end of the day, I guess what I'm saying is like, what could it hurt to have a signature on something? Of course, it can't hurt anything. For it's sure. a peace of mind. You throw it in your safe, you never have to look at it again whatever but when you have to get those receipts you can always go in the safe and pull it out right. just in case one day somebody tries to like play crazy like right. no i got a signature from you you were there you signed this exactly on this date and that's all you need and they'll be quiet from there right <laughs> like if you have a person that comes on here and they're coming up in the game and then 
10 years from now, five years from now, they're huge. And you want to say, oh, I had Drake on my podcast. But Drake's like, I didn't sign anything. You're like, no, you did no, sign you, something you right did. here. This is my content. I can put it out now, 10 years from now, whenever. Well, right. And, and so. I feel like that's where I'm vibing too with what you're saying is like, I would also be like cool with that too. Like if, if anybody that I've ever had on and like, dude, I have a small podcast, it's not even like that. Like, but like if anybody hit me up personally, it's like, yo, can you please take it down? I'm like, hundred percent. I'll delete it. I got you. Like even if it was popping like but there's something there's something nice about having that security that's yeah. that in place and you know it's, it's for other stuff too just like any like i would do it with i i just feel like it never hurts and, yeah. it, and it adds a le level of like professionalism too where it's like okay this is legit and it's a good habit to get into yeah because it's like maybe we write a contract to make an agreement for a small business deal and like you said maybe maybe that doesn't go well and it's not even worth going to small claims court, let's just say. But if it's a big deal and it grows into a bigger deal, you know, then you want to have that, you know, and then you do have something to back you up in terms of the law and all that. So it's just something to think about. It's just something to be aware of, right? It's like, even in terms of music, when you're in the studio, like technically you should always be writing like split sheets, like every session, like if there's like a, like a real record label session, and Charlie gets called in to be like a songwriter for something, correct me if I'm wrong, but like they'll have him sign whether it would be like a split or like an NDA or like just different type of things. But let's say I just meet Charlie for the first time and I get him in the studio and we're catching a vibe and we just met. Am I gonna ask bro to sign a split sheet? He's gonna be like, what the fuck? you don't fuck with me? Like right. you think that I'm not good for my work? So it's like no, about no, like respect to that, feeling too. the vibe. You gotta it know when depends. and where, because right? I would look at it more now. Back then, I'd probably be like, yo, what's they, what they on? We just making a song, like, why am I saying? But now I get it. I would be like, all right, they about their business. This is going to be something, you know. They mm -hmm. got me signing shit. This is for real. They're for official. Me. You know, they're official. Right. So I ain't got to question nothing when it's coming out. I already know everything's in writing. I like that more so now because it's a more official, but I've had situations, you know, where I've done sessions with people and songs come out and then, like, I'm left out the picture, right? And it's like I'll be like, I fuck. I knew I should have had split. So you've you, so you've you've had songs come out where like you're on it and yeah. you you haven't in there. A couple songs that came out, I had to like my lawyer had to be like a shark and make it happen to where you know I get my fair cut of things and uh, it's it's very tricky. You know, you'll be in a session and like you know, for instance, we in a session right now and like all three of us is writing on this record and. You two get together and say, you know what, we just gonna cut him out. We ain't gotta split the pie with him. We had just write, you know, say we wrote everything and then like if we two stick together, it makes him look like he just making it up. And right. that's the kind of situation I've had where like the two writers, other writers I co write with, they'll get together because they're friends and they'll say, Well, he didn't write anything, we'll just cut him out and then I have to be like, No, that's not true because I have receipts, I have video, I have all of us writing together yeah, and, and that's I right. have voice memo right so that's how I was you able have lyrics to, oh, from this day like my all sorts and of it's shit. time stamped on my my uh my notepad right. app that I use too right so you know you just always got to protect yourself and make sure you're you know you got your receipts ready just in case that day comes when they try to play crazy like in my case, yes, my lawyer was ready. I sent him over everything, and he was right. like, well, we have this, <laughs> we have that. Yeah. And they had to be like, well, okay, we're going to cut him in and give him this. And I was like, no, you're going to get me, you're going to split this, this shit yeah. down three ways like we originally 
plan to do. Right. And you know, with that happening, it even made them not want to release the record, mm -hmm. which is another thing. Oh you damn, could, yeah, that's a whole. You know what I'm saying? Thing. So yeah. you complain, and then they be like, "Oh, this is too much going on." The label be like, "We just not gonna drop the record, just shelve it." So they won't even right. put it out. But in that case, particular record, they did eventually drop it. But that was two years later. Right. After all of that shit happened, but um, crazy. <laughs> the music industry is wild, man. Well, that's it's, crazy that because, you know, from the film space, like. That you hear that all the time that people just buying scripts buying scripts mm -hmm. and shelving them it's crazy that that came out two years later like i wonder how much how common that is, is that pretty common well, in the music it's, game it's, it's like three years common. four years later all of a sudden oh, like yeah. so you could i guess that's probably because i think about that a lot with uh, dr dre oh yeah with mm -hmm. you know it says he's has these thousands of songs recorded so he basically has songs with these so many people that he could potentially drop at any point right he oh, probably yeah. has them it's a contract thing so he just is sitting on a fucking mountain of fucking. he's a perfectionist yeah that I shit mean, ain't coming out if he, if he don't if he ain't fucking with it but no he could he could have songs from like catalogs of yeah songs. yeah just it, he's definitely got unreleased 50 m game yeah that's crazy you know there was a absurd the studio there's Stories of people saying, "Oh yeah, I went to the studio. I was there with Dre, and we worked on like these Detox. songs. We did all this. Right. Detox never and he's just came sitting out. on right. it. Yeah, yeah. He's just sitting on this fucking heat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even I'm sitting on a ton of heat. He's, I know he's sitting on a ton of heat. <laughs> yeah. It's just like common people, and it's like we are so creative. We're cooking so much. I can't put out as much music as I make. It's you true. Know? And I don't even want to, because I'm just constantly in a flow. Like you know, so." everybody's sitting on music it's such a funky thing but yeah the, like you know as an artist you're always creating yeah you know creating something whether it's going to be released or not now that's the other portion of it but you're always making something especially if you got like these ideas in your head you just want to get them out it's the craziest thing for an artist you know you make the album boom when you sign to a major you do the album bam it's out you already know what's next you're going on tour bam right. when you're on tour some people record while they're still on the road, and some people just don't. But they got hella material that they already have. Albums where if it's lined up, they just get it packaged together, do photo shoots, and then bam, next thing you know, another album's coming out. But you don't know that all these songs, three of these albums recorded all in the same time frame. Mm -hmm. But they just split in half and put out. Even Nas it's, talked oh, about bam. like on a lot of... like the older stuff that it was like older rec or newer stuff that it was older records coming out with it you know? like lost tapes yeah oh for that shit. yeah lost book of rhymes shit i was like damn he got shit from this era that he never put out right. i'm like yo i need to get in his hard drive and like and see what's going on cause... the lost tapes too you're right? talking about yeah, yeah that shit was crazy the i was like war. yeah what the fuck yeah and i know he got joints now that he ain't even put out still that's just like right wow. think about all the songs him and hit have that didn't come out it's crazy. It's insane. That, that's the crazy thing about it too, right? It's what or what I think about. It, it's like it's cool to have, or for I feel like music's different because it can be transcending be, more beyond the years, more than some a lot of visual or like film stuff and in, in ways. But it's also like the interesting thing is like a, a lot of music I feel like is you know talking to the times. So if it, if it can transcend the time, is super exactly. cool that you can put it i feel like that, that that's the stuff that's in the bank that like because it's like if you're talking about anything else it's not not re it has to be relevant for all time right? right to be able to worth putting in the bank yeah, yeah facts that's okay that's the goal for real. I don't know. it's getting deep i'm enjoying this conversation <laughs> but we'll uh 
and honestly this last little bit though about like everything we we're just talking about i feel like is super dope super valuable yeah, yeah. anybody that tunes in yeah yeah, yeah. And i'm even probably gonna clip that up because we're what that was like almost two hours in so like i feel like that, that was some raw shit though but really? i, I appreciate yeah. you guys coming over again hey yeah. appreciate you thank having you us, brother yo. it's for been real, real man appreciate you guys no for sure appreciate we'll you. do round two for sure let's go yeah. hey let's we gotta do a whole nine segment Let's go. <laughs> for real. Break down this yeah, album, right. this shit. We can do it. Like. Yo, I'll film you guys. You guys can have these shares. I'll be the guy. Oh, let's go. Let's do it. Shit. Let's that go. Appreciate you guys. Not Likewise, show, G. Man. <laughs> That's hard, bro.